Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Winter has arrived. And Robert Kemp. Sunday. Floody Sunday. I mean, arguably, I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess it's not snow, I guess. It's still a lot of rain. It's just damp, yeah. But it's not, like, warm any longer, really. I mean, I guess it's also not actually cold. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm still not more like autumn, keen on the whole spring, autumn. There's just two seasons. It's like nice and warm and then not. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty much England, isn't it? It's just, yeah. Yeah, aren't we supposed to be the most seasonal? But like, actually, that's kind of an American thing now, right? Doesn't America, most places <laughs> in America kind of have the proper seasons or is it just... It really depends. I guess yeah. New England is pretty seasonal with the... Yeah. With the but not probably not in... New Mexico is probably basically well, no, the same. Yeah, I think that was the problem everyone had with um, the last Forza Horizon, right? Because it sort of had seasons, but they're kind of all the same. On Mexico, yeah. They're kind of all the same. Well, after having the seasonal mechanic in the one set in England. In, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. They, they sort of have it, but it doesn't really do a lot. Um, or it's not as impactful. I want to know, what's the date? And in my canon for the flip over between my summer and winter because for me winter goes to summer when the masters golf tournament is on <laughs> <laughs> right but i don't know what the flip over the other way is maybe it is halloween i don't know that feels a bit late else. yeah i mean this it's, year it's, 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 has been a bit weird yeah because it got super cold yeah. for like a like a few oh, days and then and it then, went back to be warm again yeah yeah and then, and then you can't really forget like the, the the fake out that happens like early on in the year, and then you go back into winter too, and then and then you hit it's like so like well, nice. that's why it's the masters because that's actually quite late into the year technically. Well, it's like early, it's like early in the year, right? There's like a little. It's bit. early, but late in early. <laughs> what? Or we could just call it spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what you wanted to avoid, though. You just said you wanted to not have spring. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, maybe maybe the trick is maybe the trick is there's actually more seasons than four. As I say, you get you get you go to you go to winter, then you get fake spring, and then you get winter winter two. Still the fake and then, out and then nice. I don't think I don't think it's fake out seasons. It's just that we we just get weird like a week of misplaced season it's yeah, not really a fake out it's just like it just happens at the wrong time for some reason but there's always one right there's always there's always one like there's always at least one period where it's out of place sure and that, fake yeah. season that's, that's why you don't you don't that's why weather does not actually have anything to do with seasons <laughs> seasons are purely just a, a three month period that's it <laughs> Well, they're supposed to, you're supposed to have your uh, white season and your brown season and your <laughs> yellow season, I guess. And then spring is green. Would we call spring green? What are you talking about? What so, color are we talking so about? So I was going like, the, no, I was going in reverse order for some reason. But, like, so spring is the green season. Then I guess summer would be the yellow season. Or the, <laughs> right, because all the grass has died because it's too hot. Yeah, I guess. And then, and then you get the actual brown season. Which is autumn, and then it's the white season. That's how it's supposed it's to be. It's never white. Except it's, yeah, it's very rarely white here. But. But, or the grey season, I guess. How about that? Dark blue season. <laughs> Dark blue season. <laughs> the, uh, the denim season. <laughs> yeah. Now is the time for denim. <laughs> <laughs> 
the time for the shorts is definitely over. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that happened, that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoroughly uh, endrawed on my drawers. There's drawers in my drawers. There's a fr- like what etymology called? <laughs> yeah, I felt that coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand why. Like your trousers or your shorts, or whatever, can be referred to as your drawers. I don't, I don't get that one. Is it because you like well, draw them onto your leg, like as you pull them no, up? No, like, presumably it's like a drawstring, right? Like a draw must be to do with something that keeps them from falling down, right? Not dra- drawers. Like, that's uh, a, yeah, maybe, both of both yeah. of those sound like it's too much like a modern word because I bet it's like some even a older ancient word that actually doesn't mean anything like any of the modern words that we use drawers for. Right. <laughs> it's probably some goddamn be. Viking shit. Right, because yeah, would, would the term drawstring have been applied <laughs> to trousers that had one? Or, to it, or, or would they have even have made those? Would they have thought of like sewing a, a, a rope into... Probably. I think Maybe. belts have probably existed as long yeah. as trousers have, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you could probably make a belt out of, I don't know, fibres. Yeah. From but but, but, but fibers. it becomes a drawstring when it's actually, like, sewn That's in, true. right? Like, yeah, if it's just loop, if it's so. just external loops, then it's a belt. Like, I don't think well, this is I don't know about that either, so, like. so, so then why would they not... If, if like, if draw, if it was named after the drawstring, like, why don't we call them belters? <laughs> like... Maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a dead phrase for it. Belters. Let's put my belters on. He's got you know that belters. I I never actually thought about. I think I've heard the phrase belt and braces like a million times. Oh, I right, never yeah. really thought about what it actually is meant to mean. But it is, it's obvious. Yeah. I just never, never even thought about it. It's, it's like, like redundancy, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't necessarily, depending on your tr- your choice of trouser, I suppose, you don't need them. Mm. But if you put them on, then your trousers aren't going to fall down. Got redundancy because yeah. if one fails, then you've always got your belt or you've already got your braces. Yeah, got both. But the problem is when one brace fails out of two, then it gets weird. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. if, you, like, if you've still got side. the belt at that point, then you can just get rid of the other one. That's true. Yeah. Just you ditch can, the you other can brace. Do brace. That's what what people do at like weddings, right? Like <laughs> if they're wearing trousers with like fancy braces on or something, or an outfit with that, you just they just take the braces off, right, and just uh, <laughs> just, let, just let them hang like like one too many belts in a Final Fantasy game. You're like. It's weird to phrase that as a specific wedding thing. I don't know. It's, I think it's just, it's like, just like people it's, wearing fancy clothes who no yeah. longer want to, but are still at a place where they're wearing the clothes. Yeah, I guess. It's like, just like, like a, start taking off what you can. Well, it has to be like an event that requires somewhat fancy clothing, but is not formal enough to... Or, well, it becomes less formal over the period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like a like a work do or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know, I guess. I guess I've never dressed that fancy for a work <laughs> Yeah, I don't know many occasions, or like I don't know. I suppose I've been to a like uh, like but in times of yore. I, th- I suppose I've been to like like the, the, I guess the pre-COVID days of like a, like a like sort of a Christmas party thing where they expected everyone to sort of dress up fancy because it's a fancy occasion. It's like a ball. Put your braces on. <laughs> Yeah, 
I went to a wedding last week, but I didn't have braces. <laughs> I did go for the belt, though, although I messed up and had the wrong color belt for my shoes, which is... Not I, see, I was, I was literally about to ask, it's like, do you subscribe to that philosophy where it's like, yeah, oh, I have, totally I have, have, to, to, have match to belt the, match the shoes? It's because I got a new belt uh, to replace my... Which in itself is it, is was it made a saga. Leather? Is it made yeah. of leather? Yes. Leather belt? Yeah. Yes. I, because I get my leather belts from John Lewis, and... Um, I got. I always get the same one when it wears out. I just go back and find the plainest, sure. like um, made in Italy, John Lewis leather belt in black or brown, whichever one. I don't. I don't go in for reversible ones. That's too fancy. <laughs> um, just have two separate belts and choose. If I'd had a reversible one, I could have reversed it. And then oh, it I see. Been been, uh, like, uh, I by like that, do they mean like they're like black on one side and like brown yeah, on the brown other? Yeah, brown on the other. Yeah, and then you can twist them round. But I think that's too. What if you twist little... it halfway so you get both? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like sticking yeah, out. Yeah, they'd be really <laughs> like, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. Uh, I don't think you can blend them. But anyway, I just wanted to complain because I bought the norm, the size, you know, the same size as the before because of previous, just the small or whatever, the, whatever, the same inches or whatever. And it was physically smaller and it didn't fit. And I was like, oh. am I getting fatter? And then I compared it to the previous one. And it's like, nope, this thing that's labeled they, the same size is they, definitely significantly smaller. I mean, shrinkflation like is one thing. Yeah. You can't do that when it's, <laughs> when it's a clothing well, size. Or, or so is I had it... to take it back to them. <laughs> and I was like... Here's the old one that's worn out that's small. Here's the new medium or whatever that I picked off the shelf that's the same size. And here's the new small that I'm returning. It's like physically smaller. Like it anyway. I mean there's, I, there, maybe maybe in... there's a maybe there's a story there. Maybe they realized well, that the old small was 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 too big by like other belt sizes. Like maybe that was the yeah, outlier maybe. the outlier belt and or, they had to yeah, correct maybe. it. Or maybe it's like Maybe they're no longer using EU sizes. Now it's back, back to UK oh, sizes. It's Brexit's fault. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, where, where were we ever using like, EU sizes? For... You think European Italian sizes would be like smaller, not larger? Maybe. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. I don't well. know. <laughs> well, no, if you consider how the obesity problems in the UK have been going, maybe they did need to size it up. Maybe they were like, no, not enough people are buying small, small any longer. <laughs> we just yeah. move up the chain slightly. I don't know, and, and frankly, like, who needs a smaller? Like, I have notches on, right? So mm. it's not like who needs a smaller belt than me <laughs> as a man, yeah. practically. Like, a, I mean, I have I, uh, I have the opposite problem where I have I, an inordinate number of belts that have that are now too small. Yeah, like I have like yeah, one. That's the other problem. I, I mean, have, I have like one that I can wear. Like, and it's one of those like sort of old like early 2000s sort of like you, you wear with like extra baggy trousers kind of belts, but I just put them on my jeans anyway. Sort of fabric y ones. And to be fair to John Lewis, they did replace it, um, even though the medium one was slightly more expensive, presumably because it has more material because of the shrinkflation, uh, even though I'd chucked away my uh, receipt oh, stupidly. That was good. Yeah. So they did actually fix it. Well, at least but... I could probably look at it and go, okay, yeah, we did make this. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is at least one of ours. Anyway, it's my belt story. Uh, but that meant I had the wrong cut because I I was like oh I wear the new belt to the wedding and then I had brown shoes. <laughs> I, it's, one, it's one of those things that only people that know that rule are actually going to ever look for, and most of the time yeah, it's like, like I think it, it's it doesn't a matter. It doesn't matter, though, isn't it? It, it doesn't really. It, but no, I don't know. I don't. I think it's something that I don't know that you don't consciously notice, but it does look a bit weird when people aren't uh, coordinated. Like I'm, the, I'm not sure it matters, right? Because if you were wearing brown shoes with a like 
black suit, which you can do, right? Like that's that's allowed. Like yeah, a brown belt then, navy then suit, sort of like yeah. potentially looks a bit weird. Yeah, like my main suit is like kind of a dark blue, isn't it? Like um Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh you know, if I wore a blue belt that matched the trousers and not the shoes, that would probably be acceptable. It would just all blend in. Yeah. It would be fine. I mean, it's all it's all fine. It's all uh, fine. Wear what you want. Yeah, make it pink. Yeah. Just yeah. I don't, somehow I don't think you can get away with saying wear what you want to a wedding in most cases. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I've seen some uh, I've seen some dubious get-ups at some way. <laughs> in fairness. <laughs> just like my like my my uncles basically or one of my uncles in particular like just rocked up to my wedding with a t-shirt and jeans so you know i'm not sure he owns right. the suit <laughs> well sure like, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think that was like a wear what you want thing otherwise everyone would have done that <laughs> it's, not, it's more like i did not it was like well, i don't I mean, know did i specify or we specified anything like that it's just like, a wedding yeah, it's just, really it's there's a dress that. code normally sure. isn't there like usually you put a dress code on the i mean you need only look at all the photos of rob's wedding to see what i was wearing and be like yeah i don't own proper clothes either so this is what you're what getting what were you wearing zach you didn't you look fairly smart i seem to remember was i didn't a, have a was it a full suit but it was at least jacket trousers right it looked, it looked, no I had a shirt. You didn't have a jacket. Right? <laughs> oh, you didn't you have a jacket. shirt and trousers. Yeah. But you just look like most people in a summer wedding, which most weddings are, take off their or jacket, jacket fairly, yeah, fairly sure. soon. Uh, but you know, you don't look definitely made me stand really out well. in the photos. <laughs> yeah. I did, you know, this is how much I cared. I didn't even remember that. Well, no, I obviously. You had a jacket. Like. And weren't you supplied a tie to yes. make them all matching with us? That was like that was the that party. was the dress code for Rob. Yeah, yeah. it was like was everyone gets ties. this one tie. It's, that was the one thing. It was like it's like I don't know. It's some tradition, isn't it? Where it's just just the best, yeah, the best, nice, the best man or the groomsman are supposed to have. Because like, I can tell you, I definitely wouldn't yeah. have wear, worn a tie if it wasn't required. <laughs> well, yeah, li- likewise, likewise. I'm with you there. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not <laughs> <It's> your wedding. <laughs> no, you look pretty good. Uh, I'm not yeah. a tie enthusiast, but it's uh, no. It seems. Nice. I remember you never like uh, actually tied your tie for school, right? Oh, no. You just loosen it every day and then re. So you only had to tie it once. I mean beginning of the school year. The, the few times I did decide to tie up uh, occasions when I had my beard, like, you can get away with quite a lot. It's like most, I've got the problem, like, we've talked about this before on the cast, I think, well, I've got quite a fat neck compared to, like, the like, like the shirt size I require, so getting, like, shirts with my with my neck size is 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 a pain in the ass so i don't they often do, do different collar sizes though yeah shirts, yeah right? but then you've That's got to go a little thing. bit more upmarket with your shirts right and often the I collar guess, size yeah, is actually tied to the rest of the shirt size like the, the two things don't the, the two things don't scale independently half the time um mm, they should do but maybe it's more expensive to yeah well yeah to provide more variance i guess it's yeah like, probably it's, um it's one of those things Ta- tailoring isn't it yeah so so most of the time that's not that's not great for me so the top button is a problem for me on a like and you, you know you're supposed to do your top button up if you tie it up but you know if it's under the beard no one, no one's ever going to know like the tie still hangs nicely under the flop of hair you've got going on unless you turn your head dramatically and then it's like oh, revealed <laughs> but no one's gonna notice well, it's, you know. it's an absolute nightmare if your collar is slightly too small trying to tie up oh yeah the the the, the, the do the button up is well yeah because then it's then, I, then i've i've had a history of like being quite like that uh, in the past once or twice that's triggered like a claustrophobic response in me yeah like, yeah i don't blame you yeah and it's um uh, uh it's, 
It's one of the few things that I know do trigger a claustrophobic response. Me that and the tube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't. I don't it. like things near my neck. Like, well, yeah. Gen- generally, like, I never used to like it when um, I had to have makeup put on for like stage, you know, for theatre. Right. Um, and people right. would dab it on my neck, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it myself because I don't like people <laughs> stabbing <laughs> you in the neck. neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a natural response well, to, yes. to protect your neck. I think it's a fairly, it's not just the Wu-Tang that want to protect your neck. You know. uh, but, you know, I seem to be particularly sensitive in the I mean, that's, Wu-Tang department. I mean, that's fair. You're, that means you'll just be well aware of, uh, like, someone coming at you to throttle you. <laughs> exactly. Like, more aware of raised hands, you know, yeah. in a grabbing nation. Nation, <laughs> grabbing nation. nation. Grabbing nation. <laughs> Don't go to the grabbing nation. Of raised hands in the grabbing nation. <laughs> the grabbing nation performs grabbing nation. This is a podcast about video games. Maybe. Oh yeah. We still not have sometimes every other random bit section. I, I mentioned Forza within like the first five minutes. We're doing well. That's true. Well, that's what we did last time. But then <laughs> you need only listen to the last podcast to find out how well that went. <laughs> After you mentioned. Fun video games in the first couple of minutes. Well, have we got some other sections? Have we got, um, I don't know, there's other media <laughs> section, isn't there? Yeah, um, media section. Yeah. I saw the uh, Scorsese film uh, on Friday. Is that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> the Scorsese film. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. You oh, about this? Right. You seen this? You heard about this? Uh, it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and... Um, Robert De Niro and and someone playing the um, lead lady who I'd never heard of who is amazing. Can't remember her name though. <laughs> Can't remember her name, no. <laughs> because it was in the credits, I guess, but right, I haven't, yeah, I haven't yeah. like, looked it up since. Um, but it's three and a half hours long Oof. and apparently, <laughs> apparently some cinemas are um, breaking the rules and putting like an intermission in and the oh. people distributing it like the filmmakers are really annoyed they're like no you're supposed to sit there for three and a half hours but to be fair I didn't feel it like okay. it was it was really it's a Scorsese film so it was like really engaging sure. it didn't drag at all it's um, true it's tricky I mean I find that that length of movie, I mean it's good value for money I guess but like also the same, same yeah, that's like, I do find that length of movie a bit tricky now definitely I mean it really Depends, obviously. Well, obviously your like, circumstances and stuff. Like I had, I had to, I like took the, the increase from, off to watch it. Sure, like the increase from ninety minutes to two hours, maybe getting close to two and a half hours. I can, I could manage that. Uh, like mostly, this is like but, a true epic, though, just like Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. You know, it's a, it's an epic western. Right. Uh, it's just a different kind of film, you know, from, from a normal. I guess. Sure. But I it's guess, a bit, I guess they don't it, make them like that anymore. Well, I mean, tip- probably most of the time. Well, that's the problem. idea. That's probably I mean, a good thing. Typically, the, <laughs> prob- the problem that people had with really long movies is just like the, the cinema can only do like two showings a day instead yeah. of three, yeah. <laughs> so they can't make yeah. as much money. No, it's true. It is irritating. <laughs> I mean, you can if it's freaking Infinity War or something, but not maybe not if it's yeah Killers um, of the Flower Moon. I mean, what is Infinity War's pushing three hours, isn't it? And uh, well, the the last two Avengers films, I guess, were pushing three hours. Uh, Avatar pushes three hours, I think. Yeah, Avatar was three hours was over three hours, I think. Avatar two, anyway. Yeah, no, both of them probably. I think Avatar two was maybe slightly longer. That one dragged. Uh, yeah, it's because yeah. it's, it's like Avatar two feels episodic. 
Like, yeah, you know, it's like you could. You, there are there are there are clear points in the story where it's like, well, now we're onto this arc. Yeah, I should have made an anime. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then you'd have had a very boring mid bit about family for like forty weeks. Oh God! <laughs> Shonen Avatar. How so, so weird. <laughs> And with Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver playing a 15-year-old or whatever. That was, I mean, that wasn't a problem. Yeah. I mean, it was actually, cool. in the she end, it, it wasn't actually a problem. No, no, I mean, if anyone could do it, I mean, she was pretty good, but yeah. I don't know. Going off on adventures, finding random space whales and bonding but not, with them. But not space whales. Well, they're whales in space, but not whales. But they're not in space. No, they're in an ocean in on an alien planet. They're just, they're so. just, they're just alternate whales. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> other world- space whales. Other, they're otherworldly whales, not space whales. <laughs> they're space whales in Star Wars, though, although I haven't watched it and I refuse to. I'm not going to watch. Um, no, I still haven't watched Ashoka. I'm, I, I, I will Ashoka. watch it. Ashoka. Is it Ashoka? Ashoka. 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 We meet again, Ashoka. <laughs> that would be so good if Darth Vader turned up from No, he just, looks, he, just, he just suddenly double takes and it's like. A woman, <laughs> a woman. Yeah, that—that's Roger Moore, though. Oh, a shit. woman. Yeah, very, very Roger Moore. Anyway, <laughs> um, so review of Killers of Power Moon. Very good. I I saw the Irishman, which was Scorsese's previous like film mm-hmm. with De Niro and stuff, and that was on Netflix, and that was really long. But I didn't really like that, uh, even though I like gangster, like a uh, Goodfellas. Obviously, is the classic Scorsese. Uh, gangster film and i thought joe pesci was really good in the irishman but de niro seemed kind of they use like de-aging stuff in the irishman yeah, and, yeah. but he just kind of seemed kind of dead behind the eyes and i don't think <laughs> it was a good performance really whereas in this he's really good in this like i think this is the best because i thought what's his name robert downey jr was really good in oppenheimer i don't know if you saw that no still haven't um, got the three-hour problem. <laughs> that's got the three-hour problem. Uh, I thought that was like going to be because he's a bit of a villain in that. I thought that was going to be the uh, you know best supporting actor situation. But mm. I think De Niro has pipped him. He's 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 a villain in this, mm. and he's magnetic. Like so good. Mm. I guess he's been his best films are direct mostly directed by Scorsese, right? Taxi Driver, and, and again, he's in Goodfellas and stuff. But uh, getting on now, but yeah, what a performance! Really good. I like him in, I don't know. I, it's weird because it's, it's it's almost not acting. But I, I think my favorite De Niro is Ronin. Oh yeah, Ronin's a great film. Yeah, um, I need to rewatch that. I think, but, but I'm almost once. thinking that's not very. There's not a lot of that, like in a weird way. There's probably not a lot of acting in that. He's just kind of very deadpan. Um, because mm. I, I guess that's his character. But but I don't know. That works for me. Yeah. Thinking about him being low key and deadpan, he's like that in um, uh, uh, Jackie Brown, isn't he? Oh right, he's like yeah, a yeah. total bum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, anti his other, he's the opposite of like him in the Godfather Part Two or whatever. Sure, <clears throat> but yeah, he's he was very good. Really, um, I'm trying to work scary, out if I've seen a Scorsese yeah. film. This that sounds mental. You must but... have seen Goodfellas. I haven't. Right? Ah, I, we we should watch that. Uh, that's that's uh, put that on the list. Although we've got to, we've got to watch all of the Fast and Furious films. So uh, yes, we do. <laughs> okay, but yeah, um, 
uh, Goodfellas is 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 very good. Uh, you have you did you see Wolf of Wall Street or whatever? No, I don't. Yeah, not I'm not so keen on that one. But yeah, no, there was uh, there was very little that appealed to me about the sound of that. Honestly, um, I'm going back going back to his early classic, like early. I say early, but like Taxi Driver is incredible, right? With with, with, I don't with know, I've seen that either. But, uh, yeah, but that is grim. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so maybe catch up on the classics, but Killers of the Flower Moon, if you've got a spare four hours, uh, I I definitely recommend it. It's probably my, uh, probably the best film of Civil this year. Maybe better Ooh. than Oppenheimer. I don't know. Better uh, than similar. Barbie. It's going to be interesting. The uh, best picture Oscar. Um, we'll see how it goes. Hmm. I'm sure there's other good films as well, but anyway, these are the, <laughs> the big, the big monsters. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really keep up with the film scene like I used to. Not these days. Yeah. Not like you know, like a film critic kind of, <laughs> like in that sort of way that I perhaps used to once upon a time. I had a hot minute. Well, I used to have was... like a film uh, cinema pass. Yeah, the cinema world card. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I did used to pay attention and be all like, right, what are we seeing? Let's go see this. Let's go see this. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, well, that, that, those days have passed. Now I'm just happy. Let's add, I have home. to add Goodfellas to the list. I've not. I've got a short list of very good films that to make you watch, and one of them, which you know, which one it Here is. Here it comes. Yep. Parasite. <laughs> you have to watch Parasite. <laughs> it's the best. That one, best picture at the Oscars. It did. Yeah. Uh, it was the first ever non-English language film to win best picture at the Oscars. Um. Anyway. Flipping the script quite a lot. Did you see that their trailer for the Scott Pilgrim anime? Uh, I saw a trailer where they replaced Amazon with Netflix because Amazon is the rival of Netflix, so it's no longer what's the website for Amazon.ca. Right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but, oh, right. I didn't notice that. Because it, it just yeah. sort of went to the dreamscape and they didn't really mention... Oh, yeah, perhaps I haven't seen that specific trailer. Um, I don't, maybe that was just a clip or something, but mm. I was like, that's really dumb. And I get why they did that, but that's kind of annoying. Are they trying I mean, to imply that this is... It doesn't make sense from the context of what happens in that. Like, yeah, because he's ordering a package in the, in the Yeah, film. but in Netflix, used to used to be like Love Film. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. But they didn't use like, delivery drivers in the same way as Amazon. Mm, uh, no, it just, just came making the post. post it? So it doesn't make sense, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What what were you going to say about it? Oh, it just it looks rad. <laughs> that was all. I'm just, sure. I'm, I'm super pumped. <laughs> like you know, it's one of. The, I'm trying to work out if it is my favorite film. It probably is my mm. favorite film of all time. Um, but um, that and well, yeah, that and Spider Man One. That's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> I think I might have changed my mind on what's my favorite film. Maybe from. Lost in Translation to Rear Window. I think Rear Window is my favourite film. Ooh. I've decided. Yeah, we'll see. Met, you, we'll see I, I, I was half off. expecting you to say Drive, and I'm like, <laughs> thank God you didn't. No, Drive isn't my favourite. <laughs> I like Drive. Uh, it's not my favourite film. The disappointing thing about Drive is the actual central car chase is not that good. <laughs> the uh, the opening mean, uh, car the chase opening is better sequence than is the, good, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not so into yeah. The re- pretty much any other part of that film other than the opening. The opening's great, but yeah, I like that. Oscar Isaac is good in that, isn't he? What is he not good in? 
Yeah, he's good in everything. Yeah, that's a good performance. Maybe Star Wars, the whatever the fuck it's called. What's it called? The, the stupid second, the se- Is it the second one or the third one? The, you think the of third it? one? What's the worst one? What's it even called? I don't know. Poe Dameron, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Return of the Palpatines. <laughs> God, you know, I can't remember what those films are. There's The Force Awakens, which is the good one, right? And then I can't remember. Force Awakens, the then The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Which I right. have very mixed feelings about and on balance don't like. And then The Terrible One, which I can't remember the name of. Nope. No, that was the one that I definitely can't remember. <laughs> I can remember the other two. The Sif of the Sifness. Down with the Sifness. <laughs> oh, it's it's, down, down again. it's something about Skywalker, isn't it? <laughs> down with the Sifness. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's a terrible oh, yeah. title. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to call it Down with the Sifness now. Oh, what? No, no, no. You, just, you have to replace that with Wookiee noises. Oh, yeah, because there's that stupid bit where there's a fake out where fucking Chewbacca dies and then he doesn't, yep. and then he isn't dead. Which is, oh, God, terrible. Anyway, let's get off that subject because it's the worst. Do we, like, how long do you think it will be until we get the next trilogy in the, like, the current factory of Star Wars that that we now have. It's a good qu- well. I think there's a plan. I mean, it, it depends because I don't think Ahsoka's done that well. But I think there's a plan for the Dave Filoni live action shows to ter- to end up in at least one film. Hmm. So there'll be a Mandalorian slash Ahsoka slash whatever film. Oh, they'll all come together. That will all come together. Yeah, that's the plan. But it depends on whether something horribly crashes and burns, right? Because <laughs> plans change, right, when when things don't do as well. Sure. Like they did with um, no one went to see Solo, so they stopped doing those anthology films and stuff like that, and they cancelled they cancelled the Rogue Squadron film as well, didn't they? Yeah, which is... Um, they're, so, they're so... I hate that about them, because so, they are so knee-jerk, and it's like, well, not everything's going to land. That's just, that's just how it is. Not everything's going to work. Yeah. Not everything. Just, not everything could be low key. You're, you're going to get. You're going to get some secret invasions. It's. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. Oh, are you watching season two? I haven't started. No, no, no I haven't started yet. Um, I liked Loki the first season. Yeah, well yeah, no, enough. I, I thought the first one was great, honestly. Once uh, I realised it two or three episodes in that it's just Doctor Who, then uh, then I started <laughs> right, to right. enjoy it. Um, but with Doctor Who with a much higher budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, considerably yeah. less crap. Um, and this is coming from someone that actually used to like Doctor Who. That like yeah. uh, the the uh, I guess the the early it? modern the David Tennant series yes. like uh, stuff especially. Um, oh, I like the Christopher Eccleston stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's good. That's good too. Stuff, I sort of meant that that like the start of this era, I yeah, suppose. Of, yeah, sure. Of Whoism was great, but then uh, I think I fell off after the Matt Smith stuff. Matt Smith stuff oh, was, yeah. was okay, but it was starting to lose me then. David Tennant yeah. era lasted a while. Like, yeah. The Peter Capaldi like, stuff should have been yeah. great, but like it didn't didn't work with me. Should have been, yeah. Um, anyway, and I don't care enough about Doctor Who yeah. for it to be like revived in a good way. I care more about Star Wars, but it's been eroded over like a thirty year period yeah. <laughs> the point where I no longer care about Star Wars. Andor was good though. Yes, Andor Andor was fantastic. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to what. There's one more season of that coming, right? And then presumably they caught they yeah. caught up. Um, so yeah, I hope yeah. you do that. That'll be that'll be fantastic. Um or it should be. Uh let Boba Fett die. Um just kill oh, him God. off. Let's just get that done. 
Um, they ruined his character. I, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, hey, it anyway. was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. It's like they had like their Mandalorian. They didn't need to introduce another one or yeah, another fake have. one or whatever. It was a guy that just happens to wear Mandalorian armor. They didn't need to. They didn't need to. It's unnecessary. And it could have been cool. I liked when Slave One. I didn't mind his first appearance, right, in The Mandalorian. Sure. I, I thought it was actually quite terrifying when you first saw Slave One. Because he's a bad guy, right? Yeah. You know, when they were, he was on top of that mountain with the... Oh, right, yeah, yeah, and he's after them. And then you see Slave One come in, and it's like, Slave One is the shit that took Khan Solo away and from from Princess Leia and stuff. It wasn't a very dramatic moment in that film, though, really. I'm just going to put you casually what? in the cargo hold and then fly away. <laughs> like, it wasn't like yeah, a fight or anything. This is the thing about yeah, Boba Fett. They were Fett, fighting though. to reach them before, and then they just reached the landing pad, and then it flies away. Well, I kind of like, fuck, feel that way about see him again. Boba Fett in general. Like, he's always been conceptually cool, but never actually cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's, like, his roles in those in those first three films are almost like he doesn't need to be there. He just happens to be a face that you recognize a couple times. Well, I've said it before, like, but I think he well, should helmet. be. He should be like the bad in the good, the bad, and the ugly. He doesn't say very much, and he's just he's just evil, basically. Yeah, and, but, and he's, he's but he's not there. He's not there enough to really make a name for himself. Which is no, like, not which really. Is, which is weird. I mean, like, I wouldn't have said in the in the original Star Wars that like he had any. I, I would have called him neutral. He's just yeah. like a straight bounty hunter in well, the most literal way. Yeah, and he has next to no impact on anything, right? Other than well, being my, a my, my thing with him is that, like, maybe no one sees, but like, there's a lineup of bounty hunters, and yeah. Darth Vader is going to hire them, yeah. and they're the worst scum. And like the, the the naval officers, like bounty hunters, we don't need those scum. We can do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, the, like, everyone, yeah, right. that's just pretty much everyone to the Imperials. Yeah, <laughs> thinks they're scum, and there's a lineup of them, and one of them's like an assassin. <laughs> Big eighty eight and Bosk or whatever is this monstrous lizard. But when when Darth Vader's looking at the lineup of the most awful uh, bounty hunters in the galaxy, he specifically says to, he says to all of them, "I want them alive." And he specifically turns to Boba Fett and says, "No disintegrations," as if he's got a reputation mm. for disintegrating people. Well, uh, I don't know about that. That, that could just be a one off. <laughs> that could have just been the last thing he did. Yeah, maybe you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. I guess, but I always thought that was establishing his character as like, yeah, yeah. he's like, no disintegrations, and Boba Fett's like, oh, as you wish. <laughs> Is that like the one bit of characterization he gets in those, like at all? Yeah, and then he's the one out of all of them that has the that's clever enough to figure out how they escape, right, by yeah. floating away with the rubbish. So he's the one that figures it out. Although, he does have the coolest... Like space mines. No, that was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was his dad. Yeah, but he inherited them, right? Because they turn up in Mando, right? Yeah, he did. He did inherit the space mines. Everyone's favorite sound effects. <laughs> absence of sound. Love it. Anyway, Star Wars, Boba Fett. Maybe, yeah. maybe Star Wars. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I've had enough thinking about Star Wars for <laughs> until <laughs> until the next Andor series comes out. I'll just forget right, about yeah. it. I just I need. To, I've said this time and time again. They need to just slow down a bit, guys. Slow down. Concentrate on what makes it good. Yeah. Not everything's gonna hit. Just calm. <laughs> just calm down. Just calm down. Right. Watch good. some Scorsese movies instead. <laughs> They're <Man>. pretty good. <laughs>
The next Skywalker is De Niro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm right, should we talk about the news? Yeah, I guess. I guess. There's not a lot of news. Um, What's going on in the world of video games? Uh, Microsoft. They did a uh, partner preview event. Uh, they showed a few, which basically is like a little bit like... Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's like Nintendo's like indie showcase, but it's basically like things that Microsoft themse- Studios themselves aren't making um, that are coming to Xbox. Yeah. Um, there was some, there, I mean, there was a couple of reveals there. I wouldn't say anything particularly caught my eye uh, other than <laughs> like they're adding basically Animal Crossing into um, you could, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. It's like as if those games couldn't get any bigger. This looks like a pretty substantial side game that's just included with it, and it's like what? How? I can't help but think any, any. I can't help but think like any other game they would take like take an idea like, like that and like spin it off into something else. But but like, are you sure it's a side game? Even <laughs> could this what? just be the main storyline for like a third of the game? What, what, I mean, what do I you mean, mean Animal Crossing? Well, like, I mean, okay, so building a, a village on an island and then building facilities and whatnot. Right. So like, yeah, right. the, the game is like set in, or at least the bits that I've seen are like set in Hawaii. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Is it Hawaii or is it Miami Beach? Oh, I, I don't know. Anyway, some American beach, and like, um, and you can go. Off. Hawaii is a bit closer to Japan, yeah. isn't it? Then and then, and then, so yeah, he, he gets on in the trailer. He gets on a dolphin and basically rides on a dolphin to uh, to this island, and then gets there and basically is like the mayor. You you are the mayor of this don don don. I can't remember what it's called. The Donko or something. Don Doko, Doko Don, some island. And you're yeah, you're basically then you're building you're rebuilding the island into a nice little town and catching oh, catching butterflies with your net and making friends and crafting chairs. Uh, so can you walk around your own village like Shenmue style or whatever that you're building? Seems I, mean, like I guess, it. yeah. Open all the drawers and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can open all the drawers. <laughs> uh yeah, they they seem they seem to be going hard. It's like it's it's they go they go reasonably hard on all their side games, but this one feels bigger than what they've done. Are before. you building the community in such a way that you can then extort all the local businesses? Or <laughs> it's, it's a yakuza I mean, village, bet. is it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's more likely that it's just going to be everyone's just going to randomly start giving you gifts because mm. that's also a thing that happens fairly frequently in yakuza. Maybe just gift giving for unspecified reasons. They showed you giving a scientist favor. They showed you giving a like a scientist looking dude on a on a sun lounger a tomato. <laughs> so. <laughs> what happens if you give tomatoes to scientists? Do you get better know. research or something? Okay, he was he was specifically after a tomato. He might be a botan- He might be a botanist. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, yeah, and there's a couple in, in in that trailer. There's a couple of characters you look you the have been in the series before and it's like oh they're back oh hey, hey. they're just on this island now um yeah i don't know man like i think this is just proving that like a dragon might secretly be the best game series ever made secretly not so secretly maybe i don't know <laughs> i'm so hype i need a catch-up i need a catch-up <laughs> you're so hyped to build your animal crossing village in, in, in about 10 like years time dragon. yeah dragon. okay <laughs> by, the, by the time yeah. i get there yeah i mean you've got plenty of games to play until then i mean like a dragon games yep definitely 
yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just wild what those games have become. Um, love it. You'll have to see it. Uh, what else is going on? Not a lot, really, other than the only other thing that was sort of blowing up on my Twitter a little bit was this thing that Nintendo are... Ugh. They really don't get the idea of community engagement at all because they're now setting like incredibly strict rules for what a tournament of its games can be. Um, they basically don't want you to do any like big money or big big ticket items or you know so so most any any large scale tournament that would showcase a Nintendo game um, has now a strict size limit, meaning most of them can no longer run. Um, Hmm. and can no longer offer the prize pools they used to and they all have to be nintendo improve, uh, approved um otherwise you can't run it um so i guess that means you couldn't even like go down to your community center or whatever like in your village and be like oh, i'm just running a charity like smash bros tournament can i kind of do this and they'd, <laughs> well they'd all, they'd all be like fuck you well but the thing is about that is that like in that case, you would fit under like most of the size limits or whatever. Probably, you and, probably wouldn't have two hundred combatants, and yeah. you probably wouldn't be charging a thirteen dollar registration fee. <laughs> and also, these. like you know, people have said that it's from other companies that have already done this, like Capcom or whatever. It's not usually difficult to get these like licenses. You just pretty much just apply; and they just give you it. <laughs> sure, but you know, the license is still those restrictions. It's like it's easy to get the license, but you are still technically under all these restrictions. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, in the Capcom case, I'm sure it's like okay. I, I get there's probably a a legal interest in knowing how your game is being used right so like at them you having to apply for a license to do that kind of makes sense <laughs> but like yeah the, the 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 limits they're applying to this it basically means like the the, the pro smash scene is dead right because no one's going to or they're trying to kill like a number of like organizers have already spoken up and said like no we're still going to run it yeah like we'll wait until the lawyers come yeah Uh, because yeah, I, I just don't understand why they would do it. Well, just, it's the same as like, why did they try and stop Smash being at Evo that one time when they pulled out or tried to pull out at the last minute for yeah. no apparent reason? I just yeah, but why did they do that? Like, it's I just I, I don't follow Nintendo's logic here, or even the or well, the lawyer and, logic or anything. Like and that. also like. To just add to that, it's like, why is this happening now? Even mm. it's, it's like Smash Bros. is like three or four years old at this point. Yeah, like oh, it's going to be a long, long time till we see another one. If we see another one, yeah. well, they will make another one. Just whether or not Sakurai is involved is. Mm. is uh, in Sakurai news, he's apparently been to like the uh, Japan Mobility Show and is tweeting lots of pictures of cars. So I guess he's a car nut. <laughs> sure, who knew? He's an everything um, nut, though. <laughs> You give him a, a topic to get involved in, and he'll he'll do that. Sakurai is an omni nut. <laughs> <is what we're laughs> uh, other than that, I don't think I've got a great deal of news going on at the moment. It's pretty quiet. No, um, games are just coming out. I suppose are they though? <laughs> I mean, that there, Alan Wake. Sure. <laughs> Alan Wake's reviewing well. Might might have to play that. That's I know it, it does look good, and I'm not even a survival horror game, but there are 
I'm looking at that. You're not even a slow horror game. I'm not a horror game. Gamer, game fan. (laughs) I missed a word somewhere. Um, I'm not even a not even a big fan of those that style of game. But I'm I'm kind of looking at it, going, this looks real interesting. In the kind of the same way that Control was real interesting, even though that was more of an action game, but and had more appeal to me. There's there is a touch of class to this that is hard to ignore. Mm, um, yeah, in, in everything that I've seen, and it's nice when people are doing something a bit out there. Oh yeah, but also yeah. Um, so quite tempted by that. Whereas mm. it feels like Spider-Man Two has maybe played it quite safe. But yeah, but it's still like very it. very good, right? Like it's it's another one of those. If if that's a if that's a derogatory that's about as derogatory I think as we can get about <laughs> Spider-Man yeah, Two. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play Miles Morales, so I no. I'd, I'd happily skip straight to. Uh, and I think you can. I think that's that's you know it's designed in such a way that that's not a problem. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of still want to play Miles Morales. Um, and with both of these games and other, we're really seeing like this generation finally. Like I, I, I guess God of War was is it is the power of PS5 or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. But these these really are, aren't they? Uh, Spider Man Two and it's definitely. I know. I'm starting to have the. I'm starting to get the itch. It's like it hasn't it hasn't. It hadn't really happened to me yet with PS5, but uh, Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man game, Spider-Man 1, I suppose, was the one that got me into PlayStation 4. And it's, it's it, I'm, I'm feeling a little triggered. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm feeling a little triggered by Spider-Man 2. Well, you can play Alan Wake on Xbox, right? And then, and well, first. sure. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's not coming to any of the, like, pass services. Um, no. Because Remedy no. are doing their own thing on that. They want it to sell. Um, yeah. Which, fair enough. I don't think Remedy games have been on any of the services. I can't remember Control coming to Game Pass. I think it might have gone free on Epic at one point, but... I forgot. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. I was Because I, I was wondering whether to... I was just wondering whether to get Alan Wake to physically or or, or, or download it. But then you I can't. remember we went to a whole we went to a whole interview with yeah. whatever with Sam Blake, and you can't get it. And um, yeah, which some, is fine. And the most awkward moment of that whole thing was someone asking a slightly pissed off question that there isn't a physical version of it. That that um, and Sam Blake's like, oh, I don't know. It's not really my. <laughs> it's not really my decision. I'm not the marketing guys. Um, yeah, there's no no physical edition of Alan Wake 2. You've got to download it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seems like that would have been an easy thing to do, a, a bullshit, like, here's your big pile of yeah. $100 crap, like a Brandon Torch or something. I mean, they're, they're building, like, this whole, like, the, like, they've created the phrase, the Remedy-verse. Like, right, now that's now a thing, thanks to Alan Wake and Control. Right, right. And uh, so they're starting to build this universe that people will buy into, because that's what fandom does. Yeah, but like, there won't be another connection to this universe for another five years. Or whatever, oh, no, yeah, not until they make another game, obviously. But, yeah. Um, but it's it's beginning, right? It's a thing. Like, and, and, yeah, and, but, and, and I don't think there's any sign of them dropping that. Like, oh, well, unless no. they do some weird tie-ins with the Max Payne remakes. <laughs> well, maybe they which will. They, which they might not be allowed I mean, to, they kind of know, tied Rockstar together, still right? That. Yeah, because of the TV shows and all that stuff. Mm. It's all linked in some way. Yeah, who knows whether they'll be allowed to do it, as I say, because of the Rockstar link on on that. But I think it's a fun Easter egg type thing. But I don't think they need to be that tightly woven together. Like, no, I don't think they're, they're different kinds of 
I mean, games. Alan, Alan Wake and Control make sense as as being combined. Yeah. They're different types of yeah. games, but the fact that the Alan Wake incident is something that the Bureau of Control monitored uh, sure. as, one the, as one of the stuff. weird things they keep track of um, makes, sure, makes that's total cool. sense. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's like X-Files shit. Yeah. And then it's nice to get the flip side of that, where it's like, oh, now we actually get to see what, you know, in depth, just one of these events, because it, like any, like almost any one of the events that happen in Control, you could probably make an entire scenario out of, except yeah, for maybe sure. the clock basement. I don't know what you do about that. <laughs> it's cool. It is cool. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 well. An, an I'm, interesting. I'm sorely tempted. So yeah. I think this is maybe maybe something for us to uh, discuss in a non-spoilery. Way once we've played a bit. In, in the absence of news, should we uh, talk about the other sort of? Zach and I sort of were brief, briefly meant we were talking about it briefly before we came on air. But it's like the slightly contentious opinion that the completionist rose that he thinks Super Mario Brothers Wonder might be game of the year. And I'm like, well, I've played it's it. Like, I'm and like, I think I'm like, it's game of the year. What? So <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa, roll that back a second. This is the same year as Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, well, I think it's the best. I think it's better than Tears of the Kingdom. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's the best like 2D Mario I've played since Super Mario Advance 2 or what what's that Super Mario World? When did that come out? Like 19 It's the best for like 30 years or something. Yeah. 92. Anyway, probably. yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, um, it's it's 10 out of 10. It's incredible. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I find I don't know. I find that baffling. I haven't. Admittedly, all I have played right, is the play intro. It. Yeah, but but <laughs> but like I I I truly find that baffling because it's I don't know how much innovation they could really be, especially when we had <laughs> the friggin' Odyssey versus T- versus Breath of the Wild fight, and I I like outside looking in, Odyssey feels like much the more wondrous game. Yeah, Odyssey than Breath of the Breath of the Wild is better than Odyssey. Dude. But I don't. But Wonder doesn't feel better than Odyssey. I don't get. I, I don't. Than Tears. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, out of those two Mario's, like my preference would feels oh, like right. it would, it would always mean. go Odyssey. No, no, I agree. So if Odyssey so if is better than like Wonder, ranking, yeah. So if Odyssey would... is better than Wonder, then how can Wonder be better than Tears? And Tears is better than Breath, <laughs> but Breath is better. There's like a big old cycle of doom here. <laughs> no, it goes. It goes. Breath is the best. Then Odyssey, then Wonder, and then Tears. That's the. Oh, oh, you <laughs> you think, oh interesting. You think Breath's better than Tears? Well, I would say oh, Breath. Yeah, I would say I Breath totally is better do. than Tears, you know but I would have said Tears is better than both of the Mario games of one of the, which I haven't played. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's the, that's my ranking. Anyway, Breath of the Top, my favorite game ever. I think. I mean, not not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not unjustifying that. I mean, if we go into the, into that discussion at all, there's a whole heap of like weird cam- like Breath of the Wild, like just on a technical level is obviously not better than Tears, but it's it came out before it. It's what you know. It's an older yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a specific time and place that you have to consider in this this kind of situation. To a point, yeah, yeah, a... For, yeah, yeah. Although that's let matter. I mean, Wonder is a case in point of how that matters less and less and less and less. Like. Like Wonder Pro could have been made. Well, I'm not that even. Could have been I mean, on the Wii U, yeah. Well, yeah when exactly. I say technical, I also don't mean like the other reason why Breath of the Wild was better and is better than Tears of the Kingdom is that it was 
a different Zelda at that time. Yeah, exactly. Tears of Kingdom is yeah. just a sequel to Breath of the Wild. But, but Tears did... I'm not saying sure. I don't like Tears. Tears did... I mean, the Ultra Hand and all the stuff, they did add a lot like of innovation and stuff, which I didn't, you know, which is impressive. But then Wonder does the same thing, and it, it almost in a more oppressive way is like, well, how do you mix up 2D Mario? It's been perfected like 30 years ago. Like, how the hell do you... How do you, how do you make that better? And it's like, oh... I, I, this is how you do it. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a bit. Also, you know, you guys need to finish it as the game. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. get back to it. Need to see, yeah. see it through to the end. See, see the actual ending. Um, yeah. Got married to play first, though. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be quicker <laughs> to get through. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm going through it. Do you want to. Although there's some pretty tough stages. Um, well, sure. I mean, and, yeah, and, and of course, the ever-present question is like: Is there going to be a whole other world that opens up at the end? I mean, the answer is well, yes because that's like what Mario does. World. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah there will be. will be like the 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 Star Road or whatever. Yeah, it seems fairly large. Obviously, not Zelda large, not they, but for a Mario game, it's pretty. There's a lot of there's quite a few worlds that you can see on the world oh, map more than plus eight. the special area. I mean, that's the question. No, I think there is about eight. I think it is about eight, but there, there's quite a bit, a few stages in each. Um, and then there's a bunch of like bonus like so there's like normal levels or whatever and then obviously the boss end levels but then there's also like challenge badge challenges um, and like break time things like race wiggler races and things like that mm-hmm. so there's quite a few different uh, different kinds of stuff it breaks out quite nicely and it gives you like and the difficulty level is quite mixed so it's not like a straight difficulty ramp it has like uh star ratings for difficulty for the stages as you go through and they do increase in difficulty you know overall but there's like you, there there's always an easier one yeah and there's always one oh, that's right. labeled, so, so they, i'll come back to this one if you're having trouble they save that throughout. so do they specifically save the i mean i guess we're into what you've been playing because you might as well carry on with this um so yeah. like the uh so they do specifically save the uh the harder spikes to the like open area bits where you know all the, yeah which exactly, are technically exactly. just the branching paths but they put them in open yeah exactly areas. i mean most of them are in the open they're little open areas there's most of the stages are in little open areas rather than gated oh i um, see i'd so. say most i'd say maybe mm. anyway <clears throat> uh yeah but there's it, it does make you pause and go like, oh, this is a four-star one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, waste a few... I'm going to have to use a few lives on this one. Not waste, but use a few lives on this yeah, one yeah. to get through this one and stuff. The most the most tricky one I've done so far, because I only played it for like three days or something, is um, there's one where the platforms appear on time to the beat and you have to like... Classic. You have to jump on them as the... But the tempo is increasing of mm. the music throughout the level so you're like racing but if you so it's quite annoying when you when you're restarting it because you want you're frustrated you want to get back to the point where you failed last time but you have to go slowly at first yeah, otherwise to, you go to too go fast and fall off so, <laughs> so it's like calm down and then try and get to the point and and with with that one that was the first one where i had to like look through the badges and see what could actually make it a bit e- more e- easier to do. I did. I um, did. Uh, speaking of that, that restart thing, I did see that Good Vibes Gaming picked up on the fact that 
a uh, little thing, but it, but we've talked about this many times before that it makes a big difference is that the restart time, like Nintendo seem to have finally learned that uh, restart time matters and that yeah, it's pretty fast and that it goes back to the start of the level rather than kicking you out to the world map. Oh yeah, like the other games it, did. Like it's not too bad. It's still a few button presses. You know, you have to press pause. You know, go down one to restart. Hit okay. Oh, whatever. I didn't even so mean that. Little... I meant like on death, but like that's cool <laughs> that that exists in the first place. Like I didn't even know that existed. Oh, there's so, a restart. Yeah, that's um, nice. At stage, which is pretty helpful because um, most stages there's a wonder seed hidden, right? And then you get one at the end. Mm. Uh, but sometimes you can just tell, oh fuck, I've missed the wonder seed the hidden one or what i was yeah. there or i just want to get it so rather than going to the end and then having to start from the beginning you can just restart yeah because that used to be the thing in like those these ones that were kind of stage-based mario games i suppose like not not even just the the new super mario Bros, but the the 3d world and 3d land ones yeah um you know because they'd have the they'd have the big gold coin thing yeah but you'd you'd go like if you got one and it would be like oh it's appeared in slot two and you'd be like oh bugger i've missed the one that's in slot one because they always they always appeared sequentially in the stage yeah there's it's very generous like there's not that much frost you you know obviously it's frustrating if it's a hard level and and i'm not that that's my thing is i'm not that good at 2d mario i never was it took until playing that super mario world for me to really get it i think mm. um and this is feels like playing that because you guys liked yoshi's island and all, all that stuff and i that wasn't I, so big on that i I love it from the outside. <laughs> I, like it's not one I've actually ended up playing all that much, but I, you know, I've watched Zach play a fair bit back in the day, and it was. Um, I love how that thing looks, and I love how that thing plays out. That's, uh, mm. you know, if ever you want a concept to game like delivery, they've you know, they've, they've they've done that there. That's it's, that's uh, practically not a Mario game. Almost, almost, it plays yeah. so differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is different. Um, because of the egg chucking. The egg chucking's a big deal. Yeah, all that. And the crying Mario, I suppose. <laughs> Love it or hate it. Yeah, I was I was, I was watching like uh, as I say that good that I mentioned before, Good Vibes Gaming. Because they did a sort of like little like what has actually changed from like. Uh, from the new Super Mario oh, games to, to, to Wonder, them. and it's like yeah. other than like the incredible level of like animation improvement, actually, which is all really subtle, but it's there, and it's like it's, actually it's, when someone points it out to you, you're like, oh yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, um, the attention to detail is just crazy. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of it like isn't reused. Like, obviously, most a lot of that stuff is used in every level or whatever, or the enemy animation. But there, sometimes there's like specific stuff for a Wonder seed just that only appears in one level like mm. quite a lot yeah and it makes because that was so kind of, it's like how, how did they come up with all this stuff anyway sure but that's been kind of mario's thing uh, for a long time since the new mario games almost like because I would recommend, like, if you like Wonder, I would like it's it's probably not it's not going to be as good. Let's be fair, but like New Super Mario Brothers U, which is now well, available I on was Switch, thinking, like, does that? Like, every stage is almost has a almost has a gimmick, right? There's the almost, thing it's got me thinking is I should play Tropical Freeze. That's what oh, I mean, I've been thinking, thinking about thinking about that for a yeah. long time because <laughs> that's supposed to be real good. But I, I think that might be the, the one. If I like this, I might that might be. I think that has influenced this. You see, yeah, maybe. Um, 
probably more than the yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's supposed sure. to be real good. But you know what I mean? That that that's, this whole idea of like the, there's a gimmick and it only exists for a stage. That's not new to Mario. No, no like sure. I, guess, I guess maybe they've just gone extreme with that idea here. But um, uh, and I wonder how many of those are actually like in a weird way, just like old ideas repackaged. I mean, there's bound to be a few, right? Like as you say, like the rhythm thing. Um, but it's weird because it's not like the new stuff. It's not like every le- levels are samey, and then you get the fancy wonder effect. Mm. Like they're they're really bursting with creative stuff. Sure, even before you find, or if even if you don't find the wonder seed thing, yeah. Anyway, but I just played a level where the um, there are big clouds platforms, but they when they rain, they rain so heavily that you can swim in the rainstorm and swim up <laughs> to the cloud. Okay. It's so cool. <laughs> Uh, and that'll just be like one level. Mm. Uh, it's awesome. I did have like seeing some of the new animations. A bit of me was like, "Oh, hey, if they uh, Mario now looks at, now runs and moves a little bit like Sonic at times." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was just, there were just elements of it where it's just like, "Oh wait, hang on, they've uh, they've Sonicified this a little." <laughs> I mean, it is the classic thing with the controls, where which is the same with all two D Mario's as far as one can tell, is where. I don't know about you guys, but I mostly hold down the run button so oh, yeah. I can jump All the time. faster. So All that means time. that you're jumping using the yeah. bottom part of your thumb. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right, right holding... where my Celeste callus is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that is definitely 100% still the case. But I guess that's just Mario. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not, that's not true in the 3D Marios, but in the 2D Marios. You know, I, I almost kind of wanted them to have like an always run option. And mm. so, so I could like hold yeah. the button to walk instead, or I don't know if they have configurable controls now because they didn't. There used is some to. configuration, but not not everything. Right? You yeah, can change it, the ground move, pound. Moving um, run to a trigger might be nice, but yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, Ugh. you there's something you can do. There is a trigger because <clears throat> sometimes there's a the badge effect thing. Some certain ones you trigger using the right. Um, uh, what? trigger is it the tr- well, well, trigger. which one yeah, the bumper okay. or the trigger like, either you okay, can either. use either i think i think they do the same thing but you can shake the controller to do the same thing so sometimes if you actually if you want to hold the controller such that your index fingers are like behind the grips rather than on the triggers mm. you can <laughs> that's an option because you can just shake and, and also by the way the um pro controller d-pad is pretty good um yeah, I've not, used it, I've not used it a lot, but I've used it for a few things. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a classic Nintendo D pad. Feels feels as you think it should. And it's it's in a nice. It's not like it's a nice D pad, but it's in an awkward place. It, it actually is. Oh in no, a comfortable yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Place. Yeah. And so I'm using that. Um, and then I sometimes switch to the analog stick for like swimming and stuff, and that's mm. quite easy to do because they're right there. Uh, but yeah, uh, happy to report the D pad's pretty good. I think yeah, I actually ended up playing it with. When we demoed it both times at EGX, I think I ended up using just the big old stick both times. <laughs> Didn't even think yeah. to try the D-pad. Um, I go back and forth on that. Like there are some, there are some times where yeah. I, where, I, yeah. where I like using the D-pad, but uh, but sometimes a stick is just more comfortable, even if you don't get the precision. But it's yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. You can go back and forth whenever you like. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think I, I think I do sort of literally flip flop at a moment's notice when games do that. 
Mm. But it's good. It's good. It's good. Nah. Any noticeable problems with the new voice cast? <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the key thing that I speculated is 100% correct. You can change the flowers only to Japanese. <laughs> oh, nice. Which right. solves yeah. that problem. Well, yeah, I guess. So, well, you're still going to get Wowie Zowie. You know, gonna... Oh, I love Wowie Zowie, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the annoying flower, um, you can change them to Japanese and they're, then they're like, Nani? And stuff like that instead. Okay, that might actually be cool. <laughs> Which makes them kind of cool. Nandesca. Nandesca, exactly. <laughs> I just want there to be one Easter egg where it like just goes really quiet for a moment. It's just like just a flower appears again in the black screen and just goes, Shine. <laughs> <laughs> And they've done a pretty good job in making it not saccharine, right? Which must be quite hard to do when you've got fluffy puff peaks or whatever, you know. It's not too it's not too sickly sweet. <laughs> well, is there a cake level? <laughs> uh, probably, not yet. Anyway. There was a cake level in Odyssey though, wasn't there? That was a little bit much. Although you could turn into a huge slab of meat, so that yeah. <laughs> which that, was fucking awesome. Now we're talking. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah, there aren't many games where you can <laughs> have a steak form. <laughs> Obviously, for me, boy. No. Well, I mean, you're permanently yes. steak form, you're I guess. Meat and super meat, boy. Yeah, some undefined meat. Tokyo super meat boy. I need to perfect the the wall jump. <laughs> I think I'm coming up to a challenge right. which relies is just like that one with the jump to the beat, but this time it's freaking wall jump to the beat <laughs> right there was a there was a badge in the there was a badge challenge we did right that added uh added uh, you could do one wall jump that actually let you that's right jump back to the Go same wall up. you were on so yeah it so, goes upwards but you can only do that badge, once yeah 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 um yeah that was a useful one the badges don't aren't massively important. They they are helpful for those no, they're more, hard uh, hard levels to like pick the right one or whatever. I feel like I've seen some clips of there being like like the hat float, right? Where it's like Yep, where, the hat float. Yeah. Where if you do the hat float that you can actually get like lines of like like almost like the level was intended for it because there are like lines of coins where you just float through them all as opposed to yeah. whereas you might not have been able to just jump through them all in one go. Um Yeah. So I wonder if there's there is a slight trial and error nature i think there is there is i think i've definitely found myself once or twice in a situation where it's like oh i wish i had that badge but i have to restart the level to change the badge. there's no there's no way of like mid-level changing no so i guess that's one thing but it does have a thing where you can click like give me the recommended badge and like some levels it heavily signposts like you should be wearing this badge like the underwater levels it's like you should have the dolphin kick badge because right makes sense makes you go faster underwater stuff like that yeah, you, but then you, there are the, the badge challenges like that. Yeah, yeah, because the badge challenges like introduce you to the badges and also make you good with them or whatever. So you ha- you have to use yeah, the presumably it just, just assigns yeah. that to you. Exactly. Do you feel like that's an area they perhaps could have done more with, like make the because there's only like one badge challenge per, not even per every badge, right? No, only some of the badges get them, or uh, a portion of the badges get them. 
And then, yeah. that, like, do you think they could have done more with like, um, you know, stages where it's like, no, 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 this is this is a stage designed for this badge. There's going to be specific badge. challenges. Well, they are here. doing that. So, but I haven't got through all of them, so I don't know. But isn't there like only one, one third for each badge type? Or... I think there might be more than one. Okay, badge challenge for one badge sometimes. But then you're right; some badges it doesn't make sense to have a challenge because it's like there's one that just gives you an automatic super mushroom at the start of the level, which is oh, I see. helpful right. yeah. if you keep dying. But uh, um, there's no point having a bad challenge for that. Uh, but there are they're, they're in categories. So there's like ones that are action badges, ones that give you some kind of special effect like that one. And then there's like expert ones. I've only got one so far, but they're like, they, like that one is like, there's a badge challenge associated with it, but it's just, it's like spring shoes that make you constantly jump, bounce, oh. and then you can bounce <laughs> higher. But there's well, like, that... obviously that makes most levels much harder. <laughs> oh, that's quite So funny. yeah, there's like, uh, like yeah, weird yeah, anti-power-up uh, I like, badges. Yeah. I like that because they perhaps could have like, yeah, if they if they had built specific stages around around like, oh no, you just you're just going to be doing this. Here's a section where you you're you're being a dumbass for some reason. Yeah. But then I guess they yeah, probably but, pulled that off with the wonders. Um, and I guess you can make your own challenges by wearing the stupid ones uh, sure. for, for difficult levels and stuff. But yeah, there's going to be some fun speed runs. <laughs> like you know, oh get, through, God, get yeah. through the entire game running wearing the bounce shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, there's some insane already. Like Mario speed running is a huge thing, right? As well for years. So I'm sure there'll be some crazy ones with this one. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Anyway, Wonder recommend it. I I think. Uh, People should play it. It tells tells YouTube it's a good game, and more people should watch it. This <laughs> is a good game. What else are you doing? Just, just that. Did you carry on with disco racism? Uh, no, I've just been playing Mario. <laughs> That's kind of sucked me in, but I will. I will return to uh, wherever the hell that place is. <laughs> um, it's gone for. Especially, <laughs> it feels like, especially now the clocks have got back and it's all dark. I think it would be appropriate time for some <laughs> for some disco Elysium. Dark, dark, I kind of wish I had it on the on the console so I could play it on the TV. But mm. I don't know. I think it, because there's the deluxe edition is on the Switch. But I heard the controls are more awkward and the non-click them, non-mouse controls. I mean, I guess there isn't too many like. Menus really to work. You have to work through. Aren't no, like, no, not really. I can see it. I mean, I'm sure it's on Xbox and PlayStation as well, right? But yeah, that's true. I'm sure it exists in multiple places. Yes. Indeed. Um. Okay, what have you been playing? Ooh, me. Yes. Me? Uh, well, let's The cut. 13th Duke of Wimborne. <laughs> <laughs> My reputation. Uh, yeah, let's cover the stuff I've mentioned I've been playing before. Uh, I continue to play... I've only played a little bit of Forza Motorsport. Like, <laughs> I'm finding it... I, I I like it. I do. Um, they've they've made some changes recently as well that that were kind of in the news where people weren't happy. I, I think I mentioned before there was that whole car leveling thing and that you need to drive a certain period of time with a car in order for you to be able to unlock its upgrades. 
Um, they've right. They've mitigated that somewhat by making the requirements half as large as they used to be. They've literally like lowered the the level requirements um, by a factor of two. So yeah, it takes it takes half as long to unlock everything, which is fine, I guess. That sort of makes sense. They they haven't taken it out completely, so but it's it's still there. That's not quite as arduous as it was before. What I didn't realize about that system was it wasn't just like that you have to let you level up individual cars. So if for some reason you buy multiples of the same car, you have to level up each car in order to unlock the upgrades for it. You don't just like keep it for those models and that's still a thing. And it's like, oh that's a slightly weird choice. I guess if you wanted to like make a car and then tune it differently or like have have them ready to go at different performance levels for different events, I suppose if you were that hardcore um mm. you actually do have to still spend the time in the car to level it up to build that build it out in a different way that's that's kind of weird um and frustrating i imagine for those that play it that much but yeah it's like i i, I have a really good time while i'm playing it but i do need to dedicate time to it that's the thing like do, the mm. races the races aren't short they are they are endeavors like the i guess the last mm. race i did was like a 12 most races are about 12 to 15 minutes. Um, you know, they're not like the Mario Kart three, mi- three minutes and you're done kind of thing. You do need to kind of yeah. commit to the time. And the way the way the structure, you know, the structure of the campaign is, it's like you really do want to spend the time driving at least the same number of laps as the race probably in practice mode before you then go into the race. Um, if you're playing it like the semi-hard core way that i like to play it like I, I do like spending the time in practice i do like spending the time learning the car and learning the track and then taking the assist off taking the racing line off so i can drive it without that to get a more realistic experience during the race i like i like that process uh, and i'm doing it every time and i'm still doing it every time but that just means my commitment to a a, a single race is, a, is at least half an hour mm. um and uh if i get interrupted say by baby antics uh during that time that can be a bit of a pain in the ass like honestly like it happened happened today and it's like that's it's it's of no fault of gnomes or bubbers it's just like oh it's, these things just happen sometimes when gnome has to do something and be like like here like you need to <laughs> you need to deal with this child for a while and it's yeah, like sure and it's like if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in the middle of a practice session it's like Right. Okay. I can't. I need to stop. I need to. I can't commit to the next half hour of stuff. Like at least, at least Forza gives you the option during a practice session of saying I can restart my practice session, so I can put it in that state and put the Xbox down and be like, let's just pretend that last ten minutes didn't happen or whatever. I'll go back and I'll do that again because I want that flow. I want to be able to drive it, drive the practice, and then go straight from practice into the race and have a nice, have that warm up so I drive the race properly. And I'm, I am enjoying that process when I can do it. It's just the, mm. you know, perhaps the slight awkwardness of my current existence uh, makes that a bit of a, a, a bit more of a challenge. Um, mm. But ultimately, I'm not necessarily feeling the draw. You know, I, there's that that weird sensation that I talk about all the time of like of, of me actually just sit when I sit down and I've got time to play a game. Like, what do I pick up and play? most of the time it's not Forza and I'm not quite sure why because like as I say I, I'm enjoying my time with it I I, I think it's hmm. it, it is scratching that exact itch that it's that I wanted it to um, do you think this is just a super slow burn and you'll be playing it for years yeah off maybe I think I think I might return to it pr- quite a lot 
like you know I'll, I'll i'll have that itch and i'll be like yeah i could do it i could spin out a few races and i don't necessarily net necessarily have to focus on it and get good um and stay good if you know if you know what i mean like because you can spend the time in practice and you can spend the time regaining um some skill and that skill is going to change a little bit depending on what car you're going to play in that particular race and all that kind of stuff um so yeah you might be right this might be a this might be a long burn for me that I just keep on keeping my back pocket for for hmm. coming into every now and then. Um, because the problem is, like, well, okay. It, before I move on, like, like, because I was about to segue there, but I'll, I'll save that. I, I don't think it's perfect. Like, there, like, I, 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 I'm enjoying its structure generally, and with my own rules about how I play it and taking the racing line off it. I kind of wish it did that for me, and that that was that was the flow. That would have, that would be really nice. Like, if I if you learn the track with a racing line on, and then on race day you have to take all the assists off, you have to take the training wheels off to actually race. If that if that flow was built into the game, that would be really great. I would, I, I would be all over that. Um, Especially online, if that was how online works, that would be great. I've not dabbled in online because it sounds a little bit like just turn the assists on is the strategy. <laughs> just just turn the driving assist on, try turn the driving line on. You might as well because you're not really going to gain from having it off. Just, uh, you know, it's an advantage. So leave it on. And it's like, I don't know that I want to play like that. Um, even though driving against human opponents might be more interesting than the avatars at times. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I feel like they need to do some work there, perhaps to enable that as a way of play or a, a lobby of play. Um, uh, but there, there are spots in that game where I feel like the polish is lacking. Like I don't know, the cars look great generally. Yeah. The lighting, although as we mentioned earlier, is it can to some seem a little washed out. It has got that naturalistic look. It's like it's generally nice. The changing track conditions is super cool. It never gets old. I love it. I love that Ridge Racer feeling of driving into the dark. Like you start off at night and it goes through sunset and then you end up in the uh, at a nighttime finish. That is rad. I love the races that like start off dry and get thunderous halfway through. So you're having to deal with the changing track conditions into slippier stuff. So you're being more cautious as the race. I love that. I think that is that is super cool. Um, uh, but there, then there are other times where you sort of you spend a reasonable amount of time like at the start of races or something like you know your car will be parked up in the pit lane and it's like oh this looks this gives you a chance to have a have a little little look at your car I guess as you wouldn't be like mm. admire the visual fidelity and then you look at the texture of the road it's driving on and it is god awful like I don't know why like of all the places they yeah. thought they like the, there are just some parts of the game where the texturing is terrible Hmm. like it's weird and the pit lanes seem to have bad road texture uh during the podium sequences i've noticed the the board behind like the drivers that get up like the one that says yeah. like forza motorsport and xbox that could be really poor quality um uh, it, it also in those moments it zooms in perhaps on your competitor cars and it's clear there's some lod stuff going on because those competitor cars don't look as good as yours um even though it's giving them like a full-on close-up to say, oh, that guy came first, that guy came second, oh, and you came third, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it zooms in right. on their car for a bit, and you can tell it's not as well, well rendered as your car is. Um, and sometimes that's mo the most noticeable thing is the livery, because it, 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 the livery that it loads onto those cars 
So probably the you know player made and all that stuff is of a much lower detail than the livery detail that's applied to your car. Maybe oh. that's a memory limitation, but it's really noticeable um, during those sequences. It's fine during the race. I should point out all of this is fine during a race. Like it's not really a problem, but it's just the moments where the game is trying to like where you're looking and rather yeah. than playing that the game falls down a bit. Um, and it's and really think surprising. They have more, uh, you know, more power and budget to to well, make they, those bits look good than they do because the they specific i'm playing in performance rt which runs at 60 fps <laughs> during a race but every other time it's decreasing down to the 30 fps that means that decreases down to the 30 <laughs> fps visuals mode during those right, sequences yeah. and things so you, those effects should turn on things should look really good yeah uh, at the cost of half your frames uh and still these limitations exist so it's it is surprising it's 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 just a weird little little black mark in what is a generally great feeling game and a mm. great playing game, um, uh, but uh, you know as we talked about the last podcast doesn't get anywhere near the uh, level of fidelity they showed off um, summer last year. Right. Yeah. There's there's definitely overpromised there. Oh, wildly. Yeah. There's it's. It's a good looking game and, and things and things generally look and sound great, but there's just there are spots. There are definitely things. Hmm. I don't know if that's just a texture streaming issue and it just fails to stream in things correctly or or what. And like if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not even sure the ray tracing looks all that brilliant because it's like it's just not sharp enough to really see hmm. see the fidelity of it. I'm playing in car most of the time, so the 30 FPS cube maps aren't aren't bothering me. But but you know, if you're if you're an outside the car player, that's gonna look weird. Um, there's no there's no two ways about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they've the visuals probably need a patch or two. You think that's forthcoming or? I I don't know. I don't know if they've. I, I honestly don't know if they've just made those decisions because they need to for performance reasons. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, it's hard to tell. Um. I mean, luckily the racing. You know, luckily for them, the racing's compelling. So you know. Uh, that's that. Uh, what well, it does end up happen. Let's go back to that segue. Let's roll <laughs> it back as if I didn't go on a on a, a bit of a negative. Uh, I didn't do a Rob review. Uh, what, what does happen is I sit down and I think to myself, oh, I've got about an hour. What can I do? Oh, I can get three matches of Exo Primal in. <laughs> because I'm still playing that game. I'm still in. Uh, okay. I quite like that game. I quite like it. it, it yeah. I was, I was worried about it. So last time, previously on Rob Plays Exo Primal, I was talking about how I got was starting to worry a little bit that the variety of what, was being presented to me the mission objectives and and what i was doing in game uh wasn't as interesting as i had initially hoped that changes so and i think it's tied to the story progression I've, so i've hit a couple of moments in that game where instead of matchmaking into a normal set of set of missions i suppose it matchmakes you into a effectively a story scenario where things play out differently um, and things happen during the mission and things get weird and dramatic and cool and and i was like oh this is what people have been talking about when they talk about this game this is why this is it this is good and those moments are great 
because it's just like it's just that little bit of a shift where you're just like I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what like why oh this fit and it fits with the story and it all gels together and it's it's kind of like what Titanfall I think wanted to do but instead they just made right. you play radio plays, you know, it's like where yeah, nothing yeah, really yeah. matters. This actually just seamlessly like weaves these moments into the into the game and you're uh as I say you're match made with other players as I thought, as I, at first, I thought it's like, well, this is never going to work, right? This, this is like the first time I did it. I got match made into something with loads of bots, and it's like, well, that's weird. Right, that yeah, hasn't yeah. happened to me yet. And it's like, oh, right, this is a story scenario. So it's like, I guess there aren't many players wanting to do this at one time. But then I got to the sec to a second one that was even cooler than the first. It's basically a boss fight. It's great. Um, and then. What then happened is, is I got match made into that same mesh mission again later. So the game does match make you back into the story missions if you've done them already. But it presents it in a really cool way. Like, so Leviathan, the AI presence that's running all this weirdness, actually kind of says, this scenario is going to be familiar to you, but I'm running it again to, to acquire novel data. And like they actually weave it in narratively as why you're doing this again. And it's... It works. Like I don't mind playing again, playing those scenarios again. A because they were cool, and B because yeah, they actually thought about it. Why it might be recurring? It fits with with mm. what they've done with the world building and the fact that they've got special voice lines just to highlight that fact. And it's like, but yeah, this is this is you're going to be used to this. You can you've done this before, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's neat. It's it's really cool. It's really well done. Uh, and when I've hit those moments, it's basically unlocked like a new set of missions I can do. So like, like seamlessly, it doesn't tell you that that's happened. It just kind of like it's part of the story that Leviathan goes, oh, okay, you're doing better than I think. I need to rethink what I'm doing with the war games. And suddenly you start seeing new objectives in the war games. You start seeing new mission types. Things start getting harder. You start facing dinosaurs you've never seen before. You start facing the Neosaurs, which are weird concoctions that seem to have been come up like, like then they're you know they're not real dinosaurs they're things that do stupid stuff like snipe at you with orbs of, en of purple energy <laughs> you know it's it's dumb stuff Classic dinosaur yeah. behavior yeah. <laughs> yeah it's dumb stuff but it does start expanding and it does start getting more cool you've just got to sit get through like perhaps to that first story beat in like and then and then it starts expanding and it's it's intoxicating it's great <laughs> Um, the story remains super stupid and super dumb and super goofy. Well, but it's Capcom. Yeah, but it all works. <laughs> it all ties together. I'm I'm about fifty percent of the way through, so I, I want to see this through. I want to see like the what how at the very at the very least see what what the rest of the story content is. Hmm. And I'm not bored of it. It's um, it's working. It's working for me. Um, so you playing with randos, or yeah, I'm just playing with randos. Just matchmake into anything. I'm not really going in with a team or anything like that. Mm. I mean, most of the time that's fine. Every now and then you come across a team of utter morons. That's just going to happen. Um, sure. every, every now and then you're going to come across a team that where nobody wants, where everyone is loaded in as a sniper, and it's like, well, that's not going to help. We're going to do terribly, and nobody wants to switch off it. Um, you know, I'm not like that. I, I switch to whatever's we're, whatever we're missing. I, I, I'd rather get the variety and play around yeah. rather than main something. Uh, I don't mind, but it, it happens. There's there's a specific mission type that I think players 
Well, I hit one mission type that I'd never seen before the other day, and it was clear that nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Because <laughs> it, like, it was a mission where you actually had to destroy a mechanical thing, which, which had never come up before. I'd never seen it before. And right. seemingly no one in the game that I had was playing with had seen it before because nobody was shooting at the thing other than me <laughs> and it's like you know yeah. we've got to we've got to destroy this thing guys guys wait what well, do you, you doing? figured out <laughs> yeah i figured out no one else did you've never and done it, it and before it, and it's just like yeah so we so we lost that one real bad <laughs> that went that went sour real fast um uh because because i seem to be the only one doing the objective and the other one that i, I guess is a strat there's, there's there's uh there's a variant on Basically, the, the ba- your basic mission in that game is what they call the dinosaur cull, where it's just like destroy a specific set of dinosaurs, like a, st- a specific number of specific types, and it'll show you at the top of the screen what you've got left to kill. Um, uh, and there's a variant on that where the, basically the mission is you only have to destroy this one big dinosaur, but that dinosaur dinosaur decides to run off, like after you've done a little bit of damage to it. So, and there's other stuff spawning that you don't need to kill. These, then it's not your target, but it's like in the way. Uh, and so when this dinosaur runs off, the safe strategy, which is the one where I've, we've had, I've had the most success anyway, is to, is to slowly work your way through the waves of dinosaurs coming till you catch up with the target one. Some players don't do that and they just friggin' charge charge down the other dino which doesn't work yeah. if the team gets splintered if you get at all like held back at all or or, mm. or pinned down then the team is in bits and you just everyone just dies and it's right, it's, yeah. it's not a good look um so i can see how that <laughs> could work it just doesn't most of the time um you know it, you're trying to yeah. do these objectives fast, don't forget, because there's another team doing them and you're trying to beat the other team to do these PvE objectives. Um, so there is an impetus to try and take a shortcut. It's just uh, shortcuts don't often work. Um, hmm. Teamwork makes and the people dream don't, work. People don't realise that. Uh, I mean, they probably do. They probably just, like, maybe if they team up with their own crew and everybody follows that one guy and yeah. charges ahead, then maybe it would work. But if you get stuck or left behind yeah you're, you're screwed you're screwed sure. um so there's been a few games like that but generally it's been a pretty pretty good experience um i've had only had two matches i think where i've had to mute someone because it's been the stereotype where they've had music playing like an incredibly loud volume into their microphone and it's like why would you why are you doing that why yeah. it, I, need on, go, I, need, I need to go into the menu and mute you immediately on, guys um there was the slightly hilarious one time where someone was listening to hip hop and trying to rap along, which was pretty funny, but <laughs> but still he got muted. Um, uh, I I I really like it. I, it's it's um it's a surprise. Um, I love Leviathan as a character as well. He speaks so weirdly. He's like his his use of language is pretty cool and pretty fun like so like after at the start of every game at some point he pretty much says have a super day in a sort of mm. and, it, and uh and when you when you win a round or something he says he basically congratulates you on acquiring bonus existence it's <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the the language is great i love it like leviathan's such a brilliantly written character um so what's he similar to in terms of evil omniscient ais so, like is he like a glados type is he like a um i don't, I don't really know. 
I don't know. So he's he's a that's kind of that's kind of the main mystery of the story is like why is Leviathan doing this? Why why did he get? How did he get where he is? Um, uh, Who is it? Shodan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, I don't think they're quite on that level of intelligence in a weird way. Right. Like like he's um, so he's basically obsessed with improving the. He's, he's basically been tasked with improving the Exo Fighter combat suits that you're wearing, um, mm. and. Uh, coincidentally, these are mild spoilers ahead. Um, coincidentally, at one, at one point, he's given control of these thing called vortexes um, that are being developed and used for things. Um, but it turns out they can cause space-time distortions, and so I think, like, uh, we're at the point where Leviathan figures out it's like, oh, I can I can summon dinosaurs <laughs> using these things. That's going to be an interesting test for for for. That's going to be like the ultimate thing to fight against, right? Um, and as I said, then there's some other sciencey stuff happening that hasn't been explained in the story, where like, yeah, you're getting these new, like, impossible dinosaurs turning up and, and things like that. And and there's some other bad guy. So he's he's like basically the AI, as far as I can tell, is just pretty much obsessed with running these war games to make improvements to to the suits, no matter the cost. You know, it's it's like a classic, like, you've written a program with no limits and it's just going to push yeah. those limits. It's just going to keep going. But he's cool. In that kind of, like, he's clearly he's clearly in the wrong and he's clearly being evil, but also you can't, you can't help but love the way he talks. <laughs> you can't help but love him. You, you can't help it. He's, he, he rocks. Um... And he's talking all the time, like through matches as well. So it helps that he's good, you know. Like he's telling you exactly. Yeah, what he's it'd be doing. annoying like, if he was like, like, like summoning raptors, summoning gas neosaurs, summoning a T Rex. And it's like you are performing. You have been performing quite well recently. <laughs> Keep this streak up and uh, acquire uh, data. There's <laughs> 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 a stuff about data. Lots, lot of talk about data. He'll even tell you about the area you're in during, in the middle of a fight, and then until you get to an objective, and then he'll be like, transmission interrupted. Uh, and then tell you what you're actually supposed to be doing. <laughs> Welcome to the Sun Plaza. Here, couples and singles would come <laughs> alike would come and enjoy themselves. Transmission interrupted. Summoning dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Summoning raptors. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's charming. It works. It works. Uh, it's a great game. Nice. Uh, you're yeah. not going to drag Zach into it then, or that might be a challenge because I don't know if it would. It, I might. No, well, I think there is a PC version, but I don't know what the requirements for it would be. Um, well, might be easier in, in the short. Well, yeah, maybe, long. maybe. <laughs> a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's five v five. So it works always five v five. So Zach and I couldn't do it like as a, as a twosome. We'd always have to join a join a crew. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't sure. know. I don't know it's fun it's pretty mindless is what i would say like i don't necessarily think you need like pro teamwork to really pull things off but uh mm. and that's probably why i like it it's just yeah it's, <laughs> yeah sure is it more fun to play with randos in that in games like that than ones that require oh yeah if it ad- required actual strategy then, then this probably yeah. falls apart completely <laughs> uh yes yeah, so that's exo primal um uh, I like it quite a bit. It's got the draw for me right now. Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, I randomly, again, similar similar situation. It was late at night. Uh, Gnome was uh, it was 
trying to put Bubba to sleep. And uh, I uh, thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just play a quick little something. So I started playing Vampire Survivors again and got myself a little bit hooked on it. Uh, I don't know if I've got much more to add to it other than like it's it's, it's weird and gets more weird than you, than you think. The more you put into it, the stranger it gets and the more it just keeps going. It just keeps going. That game is actually pretty enormous <laughs> in its simplicity. Mm. Like it's, it's like there's loads of stuff. Um, and this is even before you buy the expansions. Uh, like it's, I don't know. It's it it again mindless late night thing to do. It's it's a good one of those. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. See if that Deep Rock game can pull that same feeling off because Deep Rock are doing a survivors game. Like I wouldn't have thought. Oh, so. Are they? I bet it would be. <clears throat> And it'll be much simplified. Yeah, I don't think it, it. I think it's a challenge to be weird and as weird as Vampire Survivors. Right? Yeah, it's, um, especially if you're theming it around an existing property. It's just like every all the times people tried to make a version of Binding of Isaac. It's just like you can't right. do that. <laughs> you can't do that as dramatically as that one did. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, Gungeon. Right. Yeah, but that's not really the same. Pretty same. <laughs> Similar. It's not quite as wild as Isaac. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's probably all I could all I really talk about that. Uh, outside of that, my two left field, I suppose, uh, additions to the gaming lineup. I finally acquired a copy of Power Stone. Um, sorry, Power Stone. Power Stone for the Dreamcast. Power Stone. Um, yeah, that was, I've been been trying to because I don't know that every now and then that game comes up in conversation. Never heard Pe- of it. People what, look. What up. the heck is Power so Stone? So it's a it's a it's a three D fighter developed by capcom uh i think it only ever came to dreamcast oh no that's a lie there was a psp collection version of of it and power stone 2 um but yeah it's it's a three-dimensional uh sort of one-on-one well the first game at least is a freedom is a one-on-one fighter but it's um but it's not like tekken when i say fighter it's more like you're given this like square arena and you can move freely within it um uh uh, but there's, but each player still has a life bar, and you're still trying to re- reduce the other player's life bar, like it would be a fighting game. It's just presented right. in a very different way. Um, uh, and I just, I just, I don't know. Every now and then it's one of those games that comes up that I hear about every now and then. People looking back, like really fondly on it. Um, I don't have a fond memory of it because basically what happened was is like I, I've played it once before, um, and I was sold on the concept of it being a bit like Smash Brothers. And someone was like, oh, you know, you like Smash Brothers. Oh, you'll love this. This is great. Come on, come play this. And it's like, it is not like Smash Brothers. <laughs> and I did not love it at the time. Um, so with, with like 30 years of time passing, a bit of me was like, oh, okay, maybe not 30 years, probably more like 20 and a bit. Um, a bit of me was like, maybe I should give this another shot. Maybe, maybe I was... I went into it with the wrong frame of mind, my younger self, and didn't like it because it wasn't sure. what I was sold on. Um, I'm mixed on it, if I'm honest. Like, it's the idea is interesting. I'm just not 100% sure. This is Power Stone 1, I should point out, not Power Stone 2, uh, which did add four player madness and probably, like, actually refined the, the concept a bit more. But, like, it's. It is just, it's just a bit weird. Like, I don't know if it feels right. The three dimensionality is actually a problem more than it is a benefit because it's hard to get the spatial awareness quite right if you're, because there's an emphasis on not like just running up to your opponent and smacking them in the face. That's not actually a great tactic in this. 
Um, uh, like it's better to actually perhaps at times be ranged and pick up bits in the environment and throw them at them or or jump on a bit of scenery so you then have a height advantage and slam down on top of them um to do damage instead it's more it's more about that than just being a straight up fighter like a wrestling game kind of yeah just just not as wrestling <laughs> there's, there's, there's like there, hmm. the move set is really simple you basically only have punch kick and grab and there's like not many variants on it. it's not like a street fighter sized move list or anything like that it's uh, it's pretty simplistic um uh the, the game's main thing is, is this like the idea of the power stones of which on the default settings there are there's there's a yellow one a blue one and a red one uh and if you, you but there, there's only one of each at any one time uh, in the match and you have to go you have to literally just run up to them and collect them and it'll go yes and add it to a bar on the bottom of your screen um uh and basically the key to winning is making sure you get all of them um because uh, uh, then you transform into this this other this into this super powered version of yourself that gets a different move set uh and is almost unstoppable because that move set is now is gnarly so what you're trying to do is get the power stones before your opponent but if your opponent has power stones already is to kick them out of them and then go get them so you can transform into this other form and then do de- do hella damage um so I guess I guess that's what makes it not just a fighting game, right? It's a little bit of strategy to it, but I don't know. I, I like I'm, I, I find it very difficult. I've only uh, like it takes about an hour. It took me an hour to get through the arcade mode, an arcade mode playthrough, um, not very well uh, with one of the characters, and it unlocked a couple of things. So it's like I guess it wants me to just just keep doing that, but get better at doing that in order to unlock more stuff. Um, I'm I'm slowly learning it, but it's tough. I also think it's one of those games where it's like the AI like seems at times to be a bit cheaty and a bit not human and like oh it's mm. aim it's aim throwing stuff across the environment seems far too good at times or it's um timing pull- pulling off certain maneuvers is is crazy good despite being like set on a reasonably easy difficulty setting or there are definitely certain AI characters that wildly outperform the others uh, it's like coming across uh, Soul Calibur Four, right? If you came across Star Killer, the uh, the uh, Force Awakens, uh, not Force Awakens. What is it? Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed guy. Yeah, that just happened to be in Soul Calibur Four for some reason. It's like whenever you came across him, you're in trouble because the AI was way too good with him. Um, uh, it's like that if you come across Falcon for me like who's like the he's like the ryu of this game he's like but the ai is obscenely good with him compared to everyone else um i guess they trained it on it or i don't know trained it but i guess they were the, that was the test subject for most of it um i don't know so it's it's all right it's all right i'm not sure it really necessarily deserves the 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 nostalgia that people have for it but i guess it would it's still fairly original I guess there's not a lot I would say is like it, so maybe that's the reason. Um, hmm. Just because it's different. Yeah, I'm. I'm now still. I'm still intrigued by Power Stone Two <coughs> as a result, but that is a much more expensive game to get hold of these days, um, uh, just through rarity. Uh, and it's. Um, but I would like to see how they refined the formula because, like, I can, I can see something there. I'm just not entirely sure they 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 
nailed it. It's like it feels a little bit rough and ready, but it's got. It's, but but there are there are elements of Capcom polish around it. The voiceovers are great though. Like they are they are they're awful. <laughs> In the, like, but it's like the good bad kind of stuff. It's like they, they it's a, it's clearly a Japanese person reading like in english so all of the pronunciation is wrong and uh uh like the intro sequence has the most bored sounding guy ever going adventure it's the 19th century and adventurers are, believe in superstition and they, they want to try and get hold of these things this mythical objects called the power stone, the <laughs> it's, power it's, stone. yeah it's like that it's like there's no real enthusiasm to it it's it's, <laughs> it's weird but <laughs> uh if you want a marquee fighting game, Soul Calibur for Dreamcast, this is not. But like, it's it's, but it's unique. Uh, and I think, it, as I say, it was only, it only really released on Dreamcast until they did that PSP collection version. Um, and it's been nowhere else. So anyway, I played a bit of that. Um, I'll play a bit more of it at some point. Uh, what else did I do? I got my Sindon back out. Uh, and I played through Vampire... Well, I didn't finish it, but I played through most of Vampire Knight. So Vampire two games with vampires, vampires Vampire in it. Knight? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's almost like a Knight with a K or with an N? <laughs> this one's with an N. Uh, oh. It's almost like it's Halloween or something, I don't know. Uh, Spooky, though. <laughs> uh, this is a, uh, a Sega-developed shooter that... Uh, I'd seen in arcades before, but I don't think I'd ever played. Um, it's basically House of the Dead, just with vampires. Right. Well, I mean, that's just, just like, you, you might as well be describing any gun game. It's basically House of the Dead, but with something. Basically House of the, I mean, <laughs> okay, in the subgenre of light gun games, this plays exactly like House of the Dead does. Yes. Like, there's, like, if, there's a, that specific feel of game that Sega put together, and, it, and it's compared to Namco shooters, for instance, and it's... Uh, is one of those. Do you, does that make sense thematically, though, to be blasting hundreds of vampires in the same way as it does? <laughs> what with guns? I mean, they do. Yeah. They, do they, they do. Kind of call that have... out at a part in the story. It's like you can't defeat us with guns, and they're like, "Yes, we can." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to explain that anymore. It doesn't fire expensive. wood bullets or something. Yeah, to yeah. put fucking silver in all those bullets would be very expensive. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, werewolves. That's not vampires. Oh yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Well, I, okay, wood, the, the wood, uh, wood bullets that you have to shoot them in the heart. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's slightly different from House of the Dead in that they point out where the weak points of everything is. There's this like blue mark on every enemy to show you where you can hit it to like almost insta kill everything. Um, and I would say it's less intense than House of the Dead. I feel like it's a little bit more leisurely paced. If that mm. makes sense, than House of the Dead is. Uh, this was the first time I'd ever played it, and I pretty much got to the last boss. Uh, as far as I'm aware, so it's a bit easier than House of the Dead as well. Um, I'm to, to to be specific, I'm playing the PlayStation 2 version emulated because, as it turns out, PCSX2 the emulator has had some improvements to input latency, which was my biggest problem with it. Um, so the game feels fine to play with the gun now. Visually, the audio still lags a bit, so it's uh, what you're seeing on the screen isn't quite tied up with the audio. Um, which is a little bit of a shame, but uh, like, so, you know, when you pull the trigger, you can, cl- I can see it happen just after I pull the trigger and then I can hear it happen a little bit later than that. But it's improved from where it was, uh, like start of this year when I first started toying with this stuff. 
Um, so so good on PCSX too. It, it definitely feels better now to play stuff for review. Um, hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a pretty good light gun game, is what I was saying. So it's like if you want, if you're if you're into House of the Dead and you want something of that flavor, but maybe not as not as inventive or as generally cool and stupid. And I mean, it's still got some bad voiceover, <coughs> but it's not House of the Dead too bad. Well, House of the Dead, everyone knows. Like this, you know, it's so well known. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Vampire. I mean, Vampire Night was a one-off. I don't think it got hidden, a sequel or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it plays well. Um, I mean, it's still got it's still got some awful writing in places. Like there's there's a bit towards the end where there's this been there's this been like this child girl following you for most of the most of for, for some reason just following you whilst you go on this super dangerous vampire. I guess because her village has all been like semi destroyed or turned to vampires right, or right. something. So she just follows you, and at the end, like you're just about to walk through the doors into the like the last boss arena, and you sort of turn to her and go like. You can't follow us in here, else you might die. And then the other guy just turns to her and goes, "You mustn't die. <laughs> <laughs> you mustn't die." And then the first guy's like, "Go, live your life." <laughs> and this like weird grand gesture. It's, and then she's after after following you the entire time. She just goes, "All right," and, and runs off. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> but what am I doing here? What was I thinking? After she's like tried to stop you from like killing people. Like to a certain extent, it's like no, she's not. She's like, why does she have to die? She's not bad. She's just like, no, she's a vampire. <laughs> she's bad. She's clearly bad. <laughs> it's weird. Like the, the writing's awful, but like, yeah, go, go come for the shooting. You won't be disappointed. It's fine. Uh, has got some super hard training exercises though. I don't know why. Like all of Sega's like gun games have like crazy hard training exercises on the home console versions. It's um. It's so difficult. I don't know why they're so difficult. Um, that's that. That's what I've been doing. That's me. That's Rob. Forza, Exo Primal, Vampire Survivors, Vampire Knight, Power Stone. Oh my god! Don't sleep on Exo Primal. It's on Game Pass. Gamage. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's Zachary Burgess. <laughs> Well, I've only been playing one thing this entire two weeks, but you know that means that there's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of one. So, we, so for, can you say is have you got a new PC incoming potentially? Is that going to improve your well, yes, ability to, uh, I mean, as we've, as we've said several times over the course of this year, I'm running out of time. <laughs> like, I legitimately have to get a PC before the end of the year because the Steam's just going to not work. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're, you're still on seven, right? And they're dropping support for yes. seven. So I literally have a countdown that's been on the top of the Steam bar. But like, can you, know, you not upgrade Windows because you need that stupid hardware security module thing on your motherboard? Well, and I just would like it would be a real pain in the ass yeah. my hard disk is so full it just i don't know not sure you'd even be able to get it to do it right if you did if you did a cleanup job you could probably go to 10 still today and be fine because you, well, you weren't going to free upgrade these days no no i think they are still offering there are ways to still get an upgrade all the way to 11 though even if you're running seven, I think there are ways to go all the way. Well, I already said we don't want like don't want to do that on this PC at all. No, you won't be able to. <laughs> not with eleven. I can't go to eleven on this PC. So it's, this is a little bit newer than yours, right? So it's. But yeah, that that you know, rapidly running out of time. But like now, I might finally actually do it this week, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
but you know that countdown. I've I've been seeing that countdown since since the novel was like two hundred and fifty days left, and now it's like you know fifty days left. <laughs> so you know procrastination is a thing yeah, that happens. That's crept up. But you know it's an important decision. It's like a very yeah. expensive piece of hardware. Yeah, it's very expensive. And you know the later you leave it, the, the you know probably the better for. Well, future proofing it potentially. Arguably, uh, it, it was more about on graphics card prices. Yeah, right? I mean that was the whole reason I hadn't done it for the past five years. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's probably worked out for you okay in this instance because they are they are coming down a bit of late. Yeah, like it's not as bad as it was. No, I mean we had to get past the whole like twenty twenty period yeah. <laughs> basically. Once I once we'd entered that part of the of the graphics card price history, it was like yeah, we have to wait at least a couple of years to get through that. Yeah, I mean it's still bad, but it's not. Yeah, it's not as bad as it was. So what I've been ma- mainly playing is in both single player and multiplayer. Kind of intentionally this. Time. Normally, I play when we play stuff multiplayer. I end up playing it single player just because I want to play more of it. Yeah, but in this right, case, yeah. there was also a secondary reason, which is that like basically mods. We're playing hmm. mods. We're playing modded in multiplayer, even though this is a game that I've never played before. So I was like, well, I'll play single player as well in vanilla to actually compare it, to actually yeah. know what this game is really like. Mm. <laughs> but it's basically... So it's a game called Vintage Story, which is basically... Wait, what? Vintage what? Story. Vintage, vintage Story. Okay. Vintage Story. It's basically a Minecraft mod, but now it's its own game. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's basically a lot like Minecraft, except... Except a more modern version of Minecraft, I suppose. Mm. Like it does some things that are actually that are well. It does a lot of things that are like mods of Minecraft, obviously, because it is one. But it, I think it also maybe takes ideas from other mods of Minecraft that it wasn't, oh, right, and I then see. takes those yeah, ideas yeah. as well. But yes, it's basically a you know it's a survival game, I guess. You've got to scavenge the food and the resources at the start and then you build a house and then you build farms and then you gradually work your way up the metal tech tree to get more advanced so it's Valheim yeah pretty much <laughs> that too but yeah it, it, it I think the main thing that makes it cool like it's one main feature that is like kind of advanced I guess for a Minecraft-esque game which is also technically borrowed from another Minecraft mod, is like it goes in, it uses... So in Minecraft, there's a mod called Chisels and Bits, which basically lets you... Bits. They didn't want to say voxels, I guess, because that's what it is. Mm. You're taking, instead of one big block, you're carving out individual mini blocks out of it. And then you can use that to like carve complex shapes or like build up a complex shape using the bits that you've carved out of another block but why though so you make decorations yes well i mean in minecraft yes it is just decorative in this game they've taken that idea and sort of extended it into mechanics so when you're when you get to making clay pots you're actually like building the shape of the pots out of the mini voxels using the clay so you, you, it sort of blueprints it for you, and then you just have to fill that in, which, you know, in some ways it's kind of tedious, but, you know, that's kind of the point of this kind of survival game is, like, 
it has to make you spend time doing things to inconvenience you in some way. Mm. <laughs> but yes, so it uses that that idea of like placing the mini blocks. It does also have the chisel feature of just like making things look nice once you eventually get to having a chisel, once you develop metal, I guess. <laughs> But then, so in clay, you have like building the mini voxels into the clay shapes. And then when you get to metal smithing, it's like you start with the bar of metal and you have to like mush the voxels out into the shape of the thing oh, you're trying to make. Right. Nice. So it's like, it, that's, that, that's kind of the one big trick, I suppose, mm. which is kind of a cool idea. That is pretty cool. And then it, it, it does have some other kind of cool ideas for the survival concept of like, when you're doing food preservation, because that's a big thing, obviously, because, you know, winter is coming. You've got to get all your food and get your winter supplies ready. But it, it has, like, the concept of cellars. So if you make an underground enclosed space, then that stop, reduces food decay. And then there's certain different, like, you can have big jars that re- reduce the decay even more, or specific shelves. And then you can, like, if you cook a meal and then put it into this one specific kind of container, you could like, seal that container with wax, which makes it last even longer. Mm. So you've got this, like, sort of preparation aspect of, like, you you actually do have to plan ahead for the winter and try and stockpile enough food, especially if you're then, like, feeding a bunch of animals or whatever as well. Mm. Because you can feed them with hay, but they eat that real quick. And then in the winter, you can't get that any longer. Right. Yeah. So then at this point, we're feeding our pigs a bunch of turnips because we grew so many turnips. <laughs> <laughs> Just because turnips are real easy to grow. But yeah, so it's we've sort of reached the middle of the metal age now, I guess. The one thing that I do find its balance being a bit weird is that like you die real quick to like wolves and bears not even to the actual enemies which you know it's sort of in minecraft like so it's not as much as minecraft but the enemies come out at night but they do right but then also underground is where they where you're mainly going to find the actual enemy enemies but you just die super easily and it feels like it takes too long to get into armor Oh right, okay. Before you before you can actually do anything combat wise, basically, you just have to run away yeah. <laughs> for far too long. I feel like, or just hide at night. Yeah, or... just close the doors and sit down. For... Well, I mean, you can sleep the night away, sort of like Minecraft. Although it's not, it's actually slightly more restrictive than Minecraft because it's like it'll only allow you to sleep for like seven hours. So that's not necessarily the whole length of the night in terms of when enemies can spawn. So sometimes you do have to just stand around inside. Right. <laughs> But yeah, it feels like it, t- and it's. It also has a s- slight problem with even the armor. You can like so right at the start of the game, you can get armor, the improvised armor that's basically just wooden sticks, well, wooden grass and sticks, I guess, and a knife. You need a knife to craft it, but that's flint and a knife and a stick. But so you have that, but it's it doesn't really actually help because the way the damage system works, it has. It has what is basically the door fortress damage system where attacks randomly target a part of your body, except in this case it's only like head, legs, or torso. But the improvised armor only covers your torso. So if you're unlucky with where it chooses to land the attacks, you might as well not be wearing armor because you're still taking full damage. So it doesn't really actually help to wear the improvised armor most of the time. 50% of the time you're still going to take full damage regardless. Right, yeah. 
it's only until you actually get to the actual armor where you can cover all three parts and it's like now you actually maybe can survive but we still haven't got to that really i feel like the other problem with that is what even the lowest tier of actual armor is sort of too difficult to make compared Mm. to like the big problem we've had is like resin like pine resin from trees though the places the specific pine trees that spawn the block where you can get the resin out those seem far too uncommon ah, right. like if that if those had just been a bit more common we probably would have made the basic armor mm. so there's it's those sort of balance problems that you get in these kind of games right, yeah where it's just like the world gen is nice and it's actually a i actually kind of like the way it does its world gen i'd say it's like a better I mean, obviously, it's just a noise model or whatever, but I would say it looks better than Minecraft's one, for sure. (laughs) So is this... What state is the game in? This must be quite early access. Yes, it is through early access. And as far as I know, it's been early access for a long time, like several years or whatever, and as indie games tend to do. Yeah, sure. Also, this is not on Steam. It's a fully independent thing. Just buy it from their website. Interesting. I mean, you can get it on Humble Bundle, I guess, but (laughs) that's not the same as being on Steam, I guess. But yes, it is one thing it does share with Minecraft though is it completely eats your RAM. Oh, <laughs> even yeah. even when someone's made a new engine and made a better version of Minecraft, they still can't get away from that problem. Yeah, it just destroys your RAM very quickly. I wonder if I might have found a use. Finally, found a use for my excess RAM. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much you got? Thirty-two. Or? Thirty-two. Yeah, which is all, nice. which is which is probably fine for a modern machine, but like historic. Up till up up till today, I've never found anything that really taxes the RAM Needed on this it. machine. Yeah. So it's I've got thirty two gigs in my laptop, and I'm not sure I need that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like, that. Programs seem Maybe to at some point. Like I, don't, I haven't found like a program. Like I thought, like video editing at least would yeah. utilize the RAM weight, but it doesn't. No, no. like like DaVinci Resolve prefers to make many, many, many tiny little proxy files. Yeah, in its video cache, uh, rather than stash them all in RAM. Um, you what can about use more you recording can... with OBS or whatever. Well, it doesn't really use RAM. It's sort of just really no. it just straight it straight to yeah, yeah, buff, yeah. Buffers a little bit, fires it at NVENC, and then it's yeah. done with it. Right? There isn't much it actually has to hold on to. No, I suppose not. So the other thing about Vintage Story, the reason I was playing in in single player vanilla to see what the balance was like there is that that's sort of another one of its we- slightly weird balance problems is that in vanilla the world feels kind of sparse like there just isn't enough different stuff in it and the stuff that is there kind of feels a bit too spread out like it's quite difficult to find ore veins once you get to the mining mm. which kind of feels intentional like it is meant to be slightly difficult but maybe it's, another, it's like the pine trees maybe it's slightly too difficult right yeah but then in, in in the modern version where we've put in a bunch of extra stuff, like extra trees and extra animals and all that, that makes it feel better, but it also makes it too easy, where it's like, now, right. now there's stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, so somewhere in between the two is the sweet spot. Yeah, it seems like it. Oh, and the one other thing that, that this game does that is kind of cool, but seems kind of just an inconvenience most of the time, is that it has... It has what I would compared to like don't starve's sanity meter where like it's in this game it's called like temporal stability (laughs) where 
Right. There could be like rifts on the surface, which is what the enemies spawn out of at night. And if you walk too near them, then your temporal stability starts going down. But it also goes down if you spend too long underground. So it like kind of limits how long you can spend in the caves and mining. Mm. But the actual effect of the temporal stability is where it's kind of cool because it's using some of the later versions of Minecraft started doing this, but it's using shader tricks to actually distort the geometry on screen. Oh, neat. So once your temp- temporal stability starts going down, like the whole world just starts warping. That's cool. <laughs> Which is actually a really cool effect. And apparently I haven't seen, I haven't been underground long enough to see how much worse it gets, but the person I was playing with was talking about it, but apparently it also starts just doing weird like weird shit to the actual world like she she was saying like oh that tree just got closer to me (laughs) 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 which i'm not sure how that i mean that could still be a shader effect i guess but i don't know whether that was like oh no i hope it's not i hope it is just moving moving the whole block yeah and like you're you're literally causing like a bit like exo primal you're causing space time distortions and stuff's going weird and out of place and where it shouldn't be i mean the the most weird thing that i saw when i did stand next to a rift and then slender man turns up yeah probably the weirdest thing i saw when you stand next to a rift for too long is like the sky like the clouds disappear and you see like giant cog wheels (laughs) and i'm like what what is going on here what oh that sounds that sounds wicked but but yes but the trouble with that is like it's a cool effect and like Obviously, it has some gameplay implications, but one of the things it does is that it has like temporal storms that come in occasionally, and especially in, when you don't have proper armor. You mean timefall? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like especially when you don't have proper armor, that's another case of you just have to sit in a room until it goes away. <laughs> it's like you can't do anything about that. There's enemies everywhere, and they're much more powerful than even the regular enemies. So you just have to shut the door and just sit there for, an, right, for, yeah. for the night it's like, oh this is a bad time while watching this... everything distort around you because the effect is still happening but like oh, but it's happening outside your house it's yeah. happening everywhere so you, like all the enemies are just spawning around and they're far too powerful for you to fight and i'm not sure you'd even want to because like i don't see what the point of that is yet mm. like why would you even bother to go outside during this time right yeah, is there, or is there something you can acquire? Yeah, is there yeah. some reason to brave some, that and like some kill the enemies and get something from them, maybe? Mm. But as I say, we still haven't really got to the point of having proper armor enough to be able to do that. We just die. <laughs> is there much of a penalty for death, or can you just Not go really. back to a previous state? There is, so there's really two things. The first one is that unlike minecraft sleeping in a bed doesn't set your spawn point mm. you have to find a specific thing the temporal gear and then if you use a temporal gear it basically sets your spawn point for the next 20 deaths mm. and then obviously if that runs out it goes back to default spawn so depending on where you've built your house or whatever that could be super inconvenient right yeah <laughs> you've got to have make sure you've set your spawn point and then the other thing is if you die, you basically lose like half your nu- nutrition stats because mm. this game uses the like nutrition of like meat and vegetables and all that. You have to eat a balanced diet oh, in order to... It, it basically gives you a health bonus the more of the different food groups you've filled up or whatever. Okay. So when you die, you just lose half of your nutrition bars basically so you, your health goes down. <laughs> but yeah. It does encourage. That's why. That's why the food preparation is also like slightly more advanced because yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to prepare. Because fruit doesn't last, so you're like, what can we do with this fruit to make to preserve it for longer during the, yeah, into the I winter? It, I guess it encourages you to not just find the most easily farmable material. Yeah, and because you need you need it all. Yeah, that's 
Yeah, it's a good idea. I like that. Yes. But I yeah. mean, as much as I like survival games, but I like that. <laughs> like, yes. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it does. It's a good idea, but again, it's one of those situations where it's like, even though they've tried to make it slightly more complicated at a certain point, it, you know, it's still not as complicated as it could as you feel like it could be. Mm-hmm. Like you can make a pie where it's like the the crust counts for your grain nutrition because it's made of grains mm-hmm. or flour, I flour, guess. Yeah. And then the inside can be like meat or vegetable or fruit. And then you make a pie and it's like, okay, that's great. And the pies last a bit longer when you're storing them in the cellar than the base ingredients would. Mm-hmm. But there's, I feel like they're kind of missing like a second step to to recipes because it's like you cook, at, you take raw ingredients, you cook them into a thing. But I like, I feel like there should be like a maybe a next step where it's like oh, maybe you can take your pie and make something out of pie. Yeah, make a more advanced pie or something. You make a but, second tier of pie. Right, but you don't do that by taking an existing pie and building upon well, it. Well, no, like. not in real life. <laughs> In video games, you, can, well, I mean, you don't pie upgrade. You don't like make a pie and then go. You know what? The, the, the crust on that is the best crust I've ever made. I'm just going to scoop out all the inside of this pie and upgrade its innards. Well, I was thinking more of like you can make one of the one of the meals you can cook in the cooking pot, which is sort of the first way you cook. They have specific. It uses a four slot system where depending on what you put in the four slots, to changes the outcome. The changes the meal it makes, but it has like limits on what you can put in there. So when you have like meat stew, it's like the first two slots have to be meat. Then you can have a vegetable. Then you can have something else, sometimes a fruit or like an egg or, or whatever. <laughs> right. And so there's certain limits to what you can put in there. But I feel like when you're making a meat stew, you should be able to like take the meat stew and then put that in a pie, right? Like that should be a pie filling. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the stews, uh, yeah, I suppose. Are they too wet for pie? Yeah, you know, I mean, I in real life, yes, probably. <laughs> but in the game, I could see it working like that. I suppose if you then boiled down the stew so it's yeah. thick and, and then... And I mean, it makes more sense when like, one of the things you can do in the cooking pot is make jam, where it's like you're taking right. fruit and honey, which currently, obviously, the use for that is it preserves the fruit for the winter. Mm. Like, it makes it last practically infinitely. <laughs> but the like, why can you not take jam and put that in a pie? <laughs> Pies aren't generally no, just no. entirely jam. That would be way too much. But also, weirdly, the pie filling is like limited to one food group. Like you can't mix meat and vegetables into one pie. Oh, so what about ale? Like, so can you make a steak and ale pie? I don't think you can put liquids in pies. <laughs> right, actual physical liquids. But yeah, it's a so no chicken and mushroom pie. No, specifically, it's a chicken or mushroom pie. I like I like a chicken and mushroom pie. I, I thought of one circumstance where, where perhaps, you would upgrade a pie. I do upgrade a pie, and that is when I take a pork pie and I put it in a sandwich. <laughs> okay, yes, you're using a pie as the ingredient there. Yeah, exactly. Cutting up, cutting yeah, cut, up. cut up bits of pork pie and put it in a sandwich. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of what yeah. you do in this game. You're, that's like you're putting the pie into more bread am instead I, am of I taking the am bread I, and making a pie out of it. Yeah, am I arguably downgrading the pie by? Well, it, Am I diluting pie? I mean, in this game's logic, that would only increase the nutritional value because you're getting another <laughs> well, layer still, of grain. Yeah, I'm still adding stuff yeah. to it, but like, yeah. So yeah, it's a kind of cool little game. Mm, some, it, neat, some neat ideas. It does feel 
Well, like well, like I said, it feels like it needs a, a it, the base game needs some up, some updates to bring it closer to the mods, but not too far. Like, <laughs> the yeah. mods maybe go too far, but the base game is reasonable. Do they have like any files or something you can go and modify to like downgrade their effect or something? Or I mean, I don't know what the what the actual structure of the modding is. I think it's actually relatively simple, mm. like you know one of those i think it's probably jason's or whatever yeah so, so if it was like mildly tunable you could probably find that sweet spot yourself yeah but, probably but ultimately that shouldn't be your job no they, they should get that right with the game but. yeah that's what we've been playing for basically the whole of the last two weeks vintage story is it is, it, is wow. there a lot of sepia and like how vintage is well the, 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 like, the like the <laughs> temporal stability does kind of make things a bit more brown <laughs> As it goes down. <laughs> so, the, so the temporal instability is the next gen filter. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Just what's missing from that Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not enough brown in Snake Snake Eater. No, play yeah. some more vintage story instead. Get your brand. Yes. And that's been pretty much that. I played some Rocket League, I guess. Still. Some. Yep. I maybe finally got back out of Leventown after all this time. Not that I've been playing it much, but <laughs> I guess I had a good streak of teammates, and it's like, oh, I'm back up into champion, and then, Jeez. and then it was like, well, that's. I mean, realistically, I think I've said this before that, like, at, at this point in Rocket League, realistically, champion and diamond might as well be the same. <laughs> it doesn't really change much until high champion when you're going into whatever the top tier is. I've already forgotten grand Fort- grand grand champion or whatever it's called. Yeah, something like that. grandmaster. Grand. Yeah, yeah, grandmaster. <laughs> Does it have a point where it starts numbering, like rank numbering? Like I think the high levels of Halo used to do that. You'd reach a certain. I can't, I don't remember whether they. I think they've changed it several times because it's like it's grand champion and then it's like superstar and I think ah, right. there's like yeah. three tiers of superstar. Yeah, but I don't think it's like the three tiers of all the other ranks. I see. Yeah, because I think it was like. I want to say it was Halo, like maybe not currently, but one of the previous ones where you, if you hit a certain rank point, it would literally like, there's like, this is the highest rank, but we've put like a thousand odd tiers within it. So it's like, well, you, I, you, so if you were like, <coughs> you could be in the top tier, but you're really trying to get to that number one spot. If right. Yeah. If you really want to be top, 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 top rank. Like, yes. Yeah, so you're, right. you're in like super pro level there. Because I think it's like, like, I believe they do that in like Hearthstone. Once you reach the highest tier of that, it just gives you a straight number. It starts ranking. Where it's like yeah. you are literally the thousandth best person. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are ranked now. So yeah, that's that's that. Cool. <laughs> cool. I think that's just about on time for the end of a podcast, <laughs> more or less. About a podcast. Um, thank you for listening to all the stuff that we've been playing and the meager amount of news that we also had. <laughs> uh, we have a YouTube channel if you prefer like a video uh, style of content or well, not prefer, but like it as an additional <laughs> a compliment, you might say. Because if you've got to this podcast, end of this podcast and you don't prefer podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can, you can still you can, have listened like to both. it and not prefer a podcast. Uh, yeah. You can just this be part be like, of your repertoire. Yeah. Um, so if you like video content, we have that on our YouTube channel, Happy Salad. Uh, we've just finished our, well, 
Where are we? We have we got an update because we finished our let's play of um, Beyond Good and Evil. We, we finished Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, have we got an in betweeny to tie us over? There is an in betweeny uh, coming up soon. Yeah, coming next week. Uh, it's mostly already done. The work's already done. I just need to finalize a few things. But so yeah, that will be that will be on time. Uh, yeah, Zach and I played some Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform. Oh, classic. Okay, it's a, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if Zach had a lot of fun, but I had a lot of fun. But I had an average amount of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to, anyway. So, check out the average amount of fun that Zach had in Sonic All Stars Racing, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It's not quite it's right. The first game is Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. The second game is just Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. They took the Sonic. Sega part out. Sonic and All Stars. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I don't know why they took the Sega out. Transformed. Okay. It's like they, uh, they, they added transformed, but they had to lose another word somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were using too many levels. Yeah. They had some kind of word limit. Yeah. So check out Not Mario Kart in a week's time on YouTube, and we'll be back in two weeks with another one of these here, Salacasts. Uh, catch you then. Bye.